Blog Talk Radio.
when my feet get weary Cause we're the almost nearly extinct We rappers as role models, we rap, we don't think I ain't here to argue about his facial features But here to convert atheists into believers I'm just trying to say the way school need teachers The way Catholic need to read this, that's the way I need Jesus So here go my single doll, radio needs this They think you can rap about anything except for Jesus That means gun, sex, lies, videotape But if I talk about God, my record won't get played Then I hope it take away from my sins and bring the days that I dream about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. Anyway, 
Uh, but a lot more is coming. But before I get into the show contents, I want to go ahead and bring on the one and only Darling Douglas all the way from Austin, Texas. And uh, every code, 512-922. Darling, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing, family? I'm well. How about you? Everything. I'm doing okay. Can I have a not not a hundred percent tonight for some reason? I think this rain is doing something to my spirit, but it's mostly spiritual. Just not doing really well. All right, about now, spiritually speaking, but we'll pull through it like we do any other show. Sometimes, folks, these shows are very hard spiritually, not so much physically, but just spiritually. And uh, this is one of those topics that, uh, as I did the research on Memorial Day, I found it very interesting. There are so many uh, African-Americans, darling, that have given their lives for this country. And what a beautiful holiday. I know a lot of our holidays uh, have history, some really bad um, roots to it. But Memorial Day should be a, a clean holiday as far as honoring young men and women and not so young men and women that have given their lives for this country. I know a lot of them went in not with the intentions of giving their lives. I'm not crazy. I'm not naive. But at any rate, it is a choice. And many of them stayed and gave their lives and uh, uh, sacrificed limbs and just all types of health uh, deformities just so we can have the peace we have in this country. So I'm very thankful for those young men and ladies that went out there and uh, served this country. What about you, darling? I am. I am very thankful for them. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I, um, tonight, uh, I was just telling them, darling, that we have a serious show coming at them. And uh, I just hope that they can appreciate uh, the things we put together in honor of these uh, family members, because tonight we pretty much celebrate not so much the whole country, which we should, but we want to. Uh, that was done yesterday, and so hopefully y'all got out and you did that yesterday. So tonight is just something a little extra, because we know Memorial Day was yesterday, right, darling? Right, right. But tonight, the 31st of May, one day after Memorial Day, we're going to be honoring family members that have sacrificed. Uh, many things for this country, like I was saying earlier. But before we get into that, I just want to talk about a few other things. Um, uh, of course, we do have William B. coming your way in a little bit with his um, program. I think he's going to do a little something different tonight, so y'all will be able to hear him. I'll let him uh, tell you about that on, via his audio clip. And uh, then later on, we'll have the one and only Tasha Mahal coming at you. And Tasha has a lot for y'all. I'm telling you, you're going to really enjoy this week of both William B. Of course, I don't know what William have. I must be honest. But I got a feeling it's good. I heard a little bit of it. I didn't hear the whole thing. But what I heard was very good. So I can say I haven't heard all of it. But anyway, it was a treat. And I know Tasha's going to be a treat. Uh, and so I heard quite a bit of hers. So um, that's coming your way. And uh, we're going to hear three clips from very serious clips about the war and what really went on for some people. You know, we want to mainly focus on the uh, the spirit of these soldiers that went out and sacrificed, um, like I said earlier, their life in, some, in, most, in a lot of cases. But 
there were those who lived through it all to tell uh, various stories, and we want to hear from some of the soldiers what they have to say uh, about this whole topic. And uh, it is very, very eye-opening. I must tell you that right now, family. So just be careful. Be ready. Uh, y'all going to hear some things that you might not like tonight because we're going to see hear both sides of the coin. We're going to hear about those that served and glad they did. And we'll do it again to drop off the hat. And we're going to hear about some soldiers that they could do it all over again. They wouldn't have no part of it. But they yet gave, they yet served. And we still, tonight, on this show, the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network want to honor them as well. It don't matter what their attitude is coming out of service. Uh, we just want to honor those for going in with the uh, spirit and heart to want to serve and want to help this country. I think that's the way it should be. Arlene, you have any thoughts on that? Not really. I agree with you. Um, You know, the family members that I know of had to be some very special people to endure all of that. So. Right, right. Well, um, and like I say, if it was me and I had served, I would want these kind of shows. I would want people to know and pay lots of homage to my sacrifice. You know, um, just every day, not knowing I'm going to live or die out there on those uh, battlefields. I would want many, many, many Americans and, and, and really people all over the world to know what I've done. So that's all we're trying to do, but we just... We're going to have a, a more of a special show uh, pointed directly at the descendants of Ed and Isabel who have served. So that's what the purpose of the show is tonight, tonight, tonight. And like I say, there will be three audio clips we're going to play. They're each about nine to ten minutes long. So it's about 30 minutes. And uh, you got to hear what these soldiers are saying. Uh, it really is eye-opening. Okay, so that's coming at your way. Um, we may get some uh, some certain people we hadn't, uh, well, y'all just have to wait and see who else, but there's supposed to be some other people calling. Uh, we'll see if they call or we'll open up their lines and maybe see if they want to talk about their service. That may happen. So don't get nervous, those young phone lines. We may not, not, not only if you serve, should you, should you be a little nervous. But anyway, uh, I want to thank everyone that has tuned in to the Douglas County Family and Friend Net- Network. And uh, again, you listen to Darlene uh, all the way from Austin. She is the direct uh, descendant of Ennis Buddy Douglas, and I am direct descendant of Azalee uh, uh, Douglas Booker. We cousins, just like we are to you. So anyway, uh, Darlene, did you have uh, some names for us for starts of some uh, family members that have given their life or have since passed away, not necessarily died in a war, but just have passed away that's no longer around, or um, those that are serving right now or have served. Do you have any names for us? Now, family, remember, we put this out last week, and a lot of you did go to the page, the Ed and Isabel page, and you put down some names, and we're going to call those names. But I know for a fact there is probably ten times more family members that actually served. So we're going to miss a whole lot of names tonight. We just know our heart and spirit is to honor every single one of y'all or every single one of those that have served in, the, in this war. 
uh, at some point, or, or not necessarily in the war, but just in, in the military, okay? So, uh, darling, if you have those names, I would appreciate it, and I'm sure the family would appreciate hearing uh, just who in the family has served. Okay, and remember, family is just a little small fraction. I'm telling y'all right now. But go ahead, darling. Okay, I have two father-sons, two duels. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, father, father-daughters. Okay, the first one is Paul Booker and oh. his daughter, yeah. His now, they're on the Addie side. Isn't that, isn't that uh, um, don't tell me, Addie's son, right? Correct. Oh, wow. Correct. I'm learning. And his daughter, Rita Booker Holloman, also was in the military. That's one set of father-daughter. And the other set is our William B. Johnson. Oh, really? And his daughter, Sonia Johnson. Congratulations on that. Yeah. And then we have Lonnie Spann. Lonnie is Janice uh, Griffin Watson, husband. No. Oh, Spann. Spann. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. I'm doing two, three things here. This is Dorothy Spann. I got you. I understand. Sorry. Gotcha. Has three sons that serve. Lonnie, Albert, and Robert Spann. Three sons of Dorothy Span. And then we have Lorraine Orange, which is Emma Mickey known to both most of us. Daughter. She was on not too very long ago. Okay. Okay, we have Bobby Ray Nelson, which is Okay. The the son of Ernestine Douglas Rosenberg. Okay. Okay. Um, we have Josh Griffin, which is Dennis's father, Dennis Watson's father. Okay. And <clears throat> we have Norman Earl Douglas. Okay. Billy Joe Douglas. We got more than I thought. Wayne. Mm-hmm. Carl Wayne Douglas. So that is three sons uh, in his buddy Douglas and a son-in-law in his buddy Douglas. And we have Ebony Douglas Bibbins. This is a husband and wife team. Clarence Jerome Bibbins. And okay. you gave some names that I do not have. And I I remember um Donna being one. Do you remember? Oh, okay. Name? Well let me uh since I do have the internet up here I can just briefly kinda shout on here real quick. But I wanna congratulate all those names she called. She called quite a few names. That was pretty good. I didn't realize it was that much. Well, I see one that Robbie posted. Did you get the one Robbie posted? She just mentioned that, that one. Five- Bobby Ray, right? Bobby Ray Nelson? Okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. But anyway, family, it's always good to hear of family. Again, this family is doing it all. We are doing it all. 
It's just that simple. Um, but I did pull some names, and I'm going to see if I can pull them up really quick here. Um, I get them all at one time. And let's see what we can do here. But while I'm pulling these names up, let me just say this. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, we're going to have a guest. And if you're in the house, uh, our guest is going to be on tonight. Go ahead and press one on the phone lines. My computer shut down here, and I had to reboot while I was talking. See, sometimes when I'm talking, y'all don't have a clue what I'm be doing. But uh, if you're in the house, uh, our guest co-host, please press 1. Okay, so we'll watch the phone lines. There's quite a few. And I want to thank y'all for being early. I don't know if I did that or not already. But I really thank y'all for being early, uh, family. It means so much to us. We put so much in the show from the beginning to the end, and... Uh, I hate it when people, I don't hate it, but it's it's not a good feeling when you put something at the beginning of the show and people come in 20 minutes late and miss out. But I know we, uh, I know y'all have a life. I know that. Okay. I'm coming up on it right now. Go ahead. You got something? Yes. Um, Caleb. Caleb Booker Jr., your uncle, right? Yes. Yes, that's uh, 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 Azalee's oldest son, oldest son, her oldest and, son. And Blake, Blake Reed? Yes, Blake is uh, Naomi's uh, grandson. Yeah. I have a list here. Uh, Billy Rhymes, the, the, uh, my stepfather, one that raised me, um, he definitely was in the military. Um, there's also Linda Booker's father, Monroe Howard. Um, uh, y'all have heard Linda. She's been on the show before. Donna served in the Army, believe it or not, uh, a long time ago, though. My youngest son, youngest son, youngest brother, Efner Sims, who has passed, um, he served. Uh, Don Jr. is on the show a lot. His, he has a brother that is currently in the military, Eric um, don't know what's what's what he's in. I think he's in the army. Pretty sure he's got one of those jobs. that's very incognito, so we don't know what he do. It's kind of classified or whatever. But anyway, Eric Lowe, uh, and uh, that's pretty much it for my list. Well, one more, one more. Um, Armstrong, uh, Robbie's grandson. Robbie's oh okay Jared okay. Jared Jared, Jared oh yeah yeah I remember that you're good you got a, quite a few names I don't even have it. even on Azalee's side pretty good all right uh, listen we got a hand up darling so let's see what is up with this hand Eric code eight one seven two one two go ahead with your question or your comment hello family hi this is Louise Matthews. From the hey Louise, long time no hear from. <laughs> yeah, long time no hear from. Oh, I know. Getting finished with finals and everything the last few weeks, so <laughs> I'm a bit free now. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, just want to add in my family. I've been well. I've been well. I'm thanking God that all is well. <laughs> and wonderful well, that's good. So you got some Really, it's good to hear your voice. Good to hear your uh-huh. voice. I, yeah, we have some family members uh, that I just wanted to add to the list of uh, that are veterans and served also. And this is on the Kennedy uh-huh. side, everybody. 
Uh-huh. Okay, well, okay, my cool. dad, uh, starting with my dad, Aurel Matthews, he was, uh, so he was married to Edna B. Kennedy. Uh, okay. Matthews. And what, then what we had four if, if, if you know it, if you know it, what's, I mean, what uh, oh, branch of the service Army. did he? He was U.S. Army. He was Army. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then four of his children, me and three siblings, served. Uh, was myself, mm-hmm. Edna Louise, my oldest brother, Willie Darnell Matthews. Oh, my okay. next sister, Murthy Matthews Hazel. And our younger brother, Ray Matthews. Okay. We all served. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we, are, we are all grandchildren of Bill Kennedy, which is the nephew of Isabel, right? <laughs> His uh, right. Jim Kennedy's uh, son, Isabel's brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that update. That's really neat. I, I don't know if Darlene was writing it down, but if nothing else, we got to record it because we want to keep up with these names because next year we won't have to ask so many questions. We already have a nice little list. So yeah. thank you, uh, mm-hmm. Louise, for calling in with that. Uh, don't be a stranger. I like to hear your voice. Maybe you could do some okay. calls. You did such a good job last time. We hadn't forgot you. Thank you. We thank hadn't you. forgot you. <laughs> okay. Thank yeah, you. but I thank you for those names. And I want to add also, everybody, Donna, I think I said she served. Did I say she served, darling? Anyway, but Donna did serve at a younger age. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and one more. I, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, there was one ahead. more that's not in my direct family, but Alan Kennedy. Uh, he's a cousin. He's a descendant of Jim Jr. Uh, okay. He was uh, he retired uh, from Coast Guard. I believe it was Coast Guard. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. One one more, Edna. Uh huh. Uh, you mentioned something about a picture in the Civic oh. Center in Carwell. Yes. I'm so sorry. I kind of forget Uncle Arlene. Uh, that was uh, he would have. He's my grandpa Bill's brother. He's my uh, Orlean Kennedy. I think it's spelled O R L E A N. And he was one of the first black soldiers, I believe, in the Burleson County area. And uh, there was um, his picture is a, there in Burleson County courthouse, or maybe now in the Civic Center there in Caldwell. It's on display there. As one of the uh, one of the first black soldiers in that area down during that time, oh, really? so he was he was uh, that would be Grandpa Jim's son, uh, nephew also of Isabel, Jim Kennedy's oh, wow. son. Mm-hmm. You got a little history there. Yeah, because uh-huh, I did remember seeing his picture there. So it was some years ago. I was mentioning it to Darlene earlier, so. I understand it's still on display there, uh, one of those locations. Well, well Edna, uh, since we have you on the line, I'm just kind of anxious here. Um, and you did serve, you said, in the Army, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why don't you kind of share with us uh, a couple of things, if you don't mind. You have time? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and share some okay. of the uh, experiences you had, good and bad? I mean, we don't want to make it all gloom and gloom, but just some of the things you went through in the Army, in the armed service, some things you're proud of. How about this? Some things you're very proud of. So 
some things mm-hmm. that you really enjoyed, and then maybe one thing that wasn't so pleasant that you wish you could change. Okay. Well, I, I can surely say what I totally enjoyed was the the people, some of the people that I encountered, you know, the the um, uh, the uh, during uh, your training and during your times that you were learning and all of this stuff of discipline. Uh, I probably was in the best shape of my life ever during that time of training in the military because, of course, it was required. Um, I can't say I enjoyed the travel. Uh, so, but it, it, it is it is uh, something I think that young people who may not have a direction or may be looking for something in their lives that, you know, that, that may be a good way to go because, as I said, it, it establishes discipline. Uh, it gives you a foundation. I can say that I am reaping the fruits of the time that I served. Um, sadly, it was because I did lose a child overseas when I was there uh, during a stressful time. Um, and that I was in during the 70s. I can only imagine what it could have been like before that, though. But prejudice was still at a high level during that time, you know. So okay. you had to there was a time that you had to walk on eggshells, you know, if you were to keep your status, keep your stripes and that sort of thing. So that would probably be one of the real negative things about it, would be that right, uh, would be the prejudice that, that, that was displayed. Uh, my understanding let, is the Army was bad at some Yes. Let me, if you don't mind me, let me just kind of hop in here before you go on to the next uh with regards to, because we're going to hear a lot about that tonight, the racism, but I don't want the negativity to overshadow the show's purpose of honoring uh, you and others that have served, and some have even died, so I'm not here to even hear this, uh, that have served. So we want to honor yeah. the, 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 the spirit behind the service, but at the same time, we do want to hear about some of those challenges you had. And so these clips, I got 30 minutes of clips. And I, mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of it, and a lot of it is kind of hard to hear, ain't going to lie. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to just know, how did you feel coming back? Uh, what year did you serve? Let me ask you that. That will help me narrow okay. my question. Uh, 1975 to 1982 was my service wow. time, seven years. Mm-hmm. Okay, how did you mm-hmm. feel coming back to a nation with all the challenges back at the, back around that time? And we were doing a little better in the 50s and the 40s, I guess, but right, right. still had a lot of challenges. How do you feel about going, giving your life, with your life hanging on the, you know, um, how did you feel about um, being in that situation, those situations, and then coming yeah. back? I, I, I cannot even comprehend. I don't know how good I would be if I was somewhere going to serve, possibly being sent overseas and to fight, and I come back and being called the names. I just don't know. I don't. Oh, God would have to help me. The Most High would have to help me forgive, because that's the ultimate. All you got is your life. I mean, that's 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 the most you can give, and. How do you feel about that? How did you feel about coming back to a country with well, the issues? Yeah, I must say it, it, it does leave you a bitter taste in your mouth. But uh, 
on the flip side of that, I was fortunate. I was one of those fortunate ones that I didn't have a lot of uh, barriers when I came back for getting jobs uh, and things like that. But because, as I said, it was the 70s and 80s, so things had changed a bit. As I said, I believe I encountered more opposition there <laughs> than when I was out, honestly. But I said it, it, things were a little different, of course, and it was different for each individual. So it was it's kind of what you make it. You can take it and, and get, you know, what you need from it, you know, take advantage of the things that it provides for you. And mostly that's what I tried to do. And as I said, I'm not patting myself on the back and giving myself the glory. I give God the glory because he watched over me, he kept me, and kept my mind and my tongue, <laughs> you know, so that I did make it through, you know. Well, let me kind of uh, piggyback off my last question. If you don't mind, darling, just hop in here anytime. I'm just kind of, I always want to ask this to, to and I'm probably going to ask the other guests the same thing. Uh, but question number two, <laughs> this is a good one. I notice a lot of African Americans, whenever they're having challenges with their young people, mostly young males, the very first thing they say, maybe the post office is number two. Why don't you go see the hair in the mm-hmm. post office? I mean, I hate to be typical, but it's the mm-hmm. truth. I mean, we always tell, I'm not going to say we, because I have gotten in a lot of trouble with lots of people in this family over that comment. You know, mm-hmm. I just hate that we think that the military is the only thing that can straighten our kids. I just <laughs> really, really don't like that. And I know yeah. there's benefits, but if there's been, if if you know you're going into a, I mean, I want to know how y'all feel, darling. You as well. I love your comment on this. And anybody on the phone lines, I'm watching the phone lines. Please press one. I love mm-hmm. to hear you chime in. It look like we got already hand up. But this mm-hmm. is something I just can't stand. I cannot mm-hmm. stand all of the thousands and hundreds of companies around, all the thousands and hundreds of organizations, all of the programs. You got churches, you got all kinds of stuff. And we tell our kids whenever we get tired of and we can't seem to discipline them and we just can't have success with them career, career-wise, we say, go join the military. Now, while I know that a lot of people have come out with benefits I also know some people that came out with benefits, but their brains, their mind, their spirit was never the same. This is mainly when they go into war, which you never know. It's like a gamble you take. I just don't understand that mentality. I do not get it. Just because, you know, your kid is not, you know, he seems like lazy. He needs to go to the military. I mean, why would you turn your kid over to a stranger and just because they go through basic training. That don't mean they really doing it by the heart, you know, when they've been told what to do. It's more like you better do it or else. It's not the same as training. I don't know. What do y'all have to say about mm-hmm. that, darling? You are, uh, uh, Louise, anyway, we have two hands up. So I want y'all to comment, then we're going to go to the phone lines because we, we got a hot one here. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. I'll be quick. But uh, I didn't recommend it for any of my children, honestly, only because I know if you know your child, and you know <laughs> your children. <laughs> you know if this is something that would be for them or not. As I said, it, for some, 
it's, a, it's individual cases. Now, for some, it can be a great stepping stone and get them along their way. But the others be like, no, this ain't for them. No, no. So uh, it's, it's got to be handled on a case-by-case basis, not just because you don't know what to do with them and say, okay, send them there. No, I, I, that way I would never recommend my children in that case. <laughs> well, do I let you have anything? I... If not, we'll go to the phone. I was, you can... I was actually... Go ahead. Go to the phone. No, you go ahead. I want to have a chance to say. I was actually on my way to the military when I got out of school. But a friend of mine's dad, a friend of mine's a classmate and I, but his dad, her dad thought it wasn't a good idea. But And I always say my next lifetime I'm going to go to the military. But I, I have my own feelings about that because I had a, a little nephew that got in trouble, and I thought that would have been great for him. Because oh. he's not doing yeah, anything uh, with his life. Yeah, like Virgo Darling, she's another. She just said it, and I and I want to know. Mm-hmm. Maybe these people on the phone lines, the fam on the phone lines, are gonna kind of chime in. But I, I just let's see, let's see, let's go to the phone lines and see what is going on here. Okay, area code. Ah, uh, let's go to let's see which hand was up first. Area code nine seven two three zero three. Go ahead with your question or comment. Hi, hi, Seth Meredith. Well, you know this is Oh, hey, Vern. Hey, yes, how you doing? <laughs> Listen, this, the lady who just left the line is still on the line, Sister uh, Louise. Yeah, yeah, she is. I just want to say I am so happy to hear her comments. And Seth, uh, maybe the military is not for everybody, but I, I detail everything that she said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I've seen, just for my nephew, the difference it made in his life. And um, so some people need it. And some people want to go, and they can't even get in mm-hmm. right today. But I do want to ask Sister Louise mm-hmm. if she is any kin to Reverend Robert Kennedy here in Dallas. Do you know of him? Uh, the one they call R.L.? Yeah. Is, is yeah. R.L. a minister? I don't think, oh, well, no, no, I don't know if they call him R.L. or not, but it's two of them. It's a, it's a dad and it's a son. His son's church is right around the corner from me, and his the other the daddy's church is over in West Dallas. But they're both real, real good ministers, and their last name is C A N A D Y. That would Do be us. Like, Probably, I, I, but I don't know. I know I have some relatives. There are some in Dallas. I knew one. I know one that's named R L Kennedy, but I okay. don't know what that stands for, or if that is Robert, or that's his. Son or father there or not? Well, let me tell you how y'all ain't burned. Just for a quick second, he is related. Let me tell you how. I went to one of the candidates, and then maybe they're calling to see the Evelyn or her sister. I was checking out their pages, and you know that's how we do. And I think I ran across the same minister, so I do believe he's related. Really? Very good. The way they was talking back and forth, I, I, I really think they're related. Maybe she's listening. She'll press one and, and, and educate us on that. Okay. You said okay. Evelyn? I actually met 
I met R.L. and Cameron okay. two years ago now. But I was with Yvonne, Yvonne, which is Evelyn's sister. Okay. We met R.L. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk with him and ask him tell me about the Uncle Jim is it Jim 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 Kennedy. Jim Kennedy. I got some, yeah. I took some names down from uh, Louise, and so I'm gonna talk with him and ask him because I sure would like to visit his church more. I've been there once. I haven't the, been there. Is that the Sweet Joy? Is that the church? Is that the one? Sweet Joy Missionary Baptist. No. No. This is this one is always in Garland, close to me. Okay, okay. But but one of them has Sweet Joy. It's called Sweet Joy Missionary Church. Oh, that's just something I was looking at on Facebook. I don't know if that was the same Robert Kennedy or not. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not so sure. But you know, you and then you are from Fort Worth, Louise. Uh, well, I'm originally from Caldwell, but I live in Fort Worth now. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're so close to you, though. Yes. Yep, right okay, across the river Steph, there. Do, <laughs> Steph, do you have her address and telephone number? Yep. Uh, I, I have her phone have number. Phone. I can. I'll give okay, you my so number Darlene now. I'll give it to you. Darling, you hook up. Will you hook up for me? Darling has mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, well, what are we going to do? We're going to call you one time because we're so close. We can, before the final reunion, we could still get together with her. And, yes. And, meet, and come and go and meet her because I would love to meet my family in four words. This is my first time coming on because normally we have Tuesday night Bible class. Okay. And we are at okay. Bible class on Tuesday night, but it's storming here in, in Garland tonight, so we didn't yeah. go. World War Two. Yeah, we've got storms over here as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad to uh, uh, listen in. So I'm, that's all I want to say, Seth. So I'm not going to take up your show. I mean, I just wanted to kind of... Well, I just want you to know you you're super welcome, and uh, hopefully to hear from you again, again, again. I know you have that commitment with your church, but y'all, you know, if you don't know Vanna Mayor, she's the one that did the uh, family reunion, and she's partially responsible for this blog because had it not been for the reunion in Dallas, I would have never met Darlene, and Darlene would have never met myself, and there wouldn't be a blog. So thank you, Vanna, uh, for having a really good reunion. Uh, you know, last what was it, August? It was last, I think, August, yeah. yeah oh, so, wow. Mm-hmm. This okay. is Azalee's daughter. Get my number. You. Please get my well, number look, from Darlene. <laughs> oh, Louise, I'll give it to you I, now. I'll sit on mine. <laughs> yes. Well, Louis, I am because, uh, are, you, are you a school teacher now? Are you in the school uh, system I, now? I, I'm, I'm in school right now. I went back to school. I'm a minister at my church, though. I'm a... I'm a here in Fort Worth. I'm a, okay, I'm what church do you go to? <laughs> Love Fellowship. What Love, Love Fellowship. Fellowship. Yes, ma'am. Okay. On Richmond Avenue in Fort Worth. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. That's right. I know exactly where that is. Do you really? Yes. <laughs> About John Peter I was Smith born Hospital? in Fort Worth. Okay. I am 67 <laughs> this year. I'll be 67, oh, but I'm an absolute God. baby girl. Okay. That's Wow, Seth's mother, uh-huh. Seth's mother was one of my oldest sisters, but I'm the baby okay. girl of uh, Azalee. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Well, you may, did you know my mother, Edna B., or my Uncle Chester, or Joe Kennedy? Now, I didn't know no Kennedys. Isn't that a shame we grew up and never met the Kennedy? <laughs> and no, oh, we never met the Kennedy. 
Well, there's oh, a bunch of us right here. There's a bunch of them right there near you in Dallas, too. But, you know, my mom, I think my mother uh, knew you all, you know, but when we was growing up, she never, we never did meet meet you all. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to remedy uh, that. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We're definitely yeah. going to remedy that. But I'll get Wonderful. your number from Darlene. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, yeah. I'll let, well, I'm going to let yeah. Seth continue with his show because I know he got somebody else want to talk. But I'll be calling you. But, but if you have yeah. a pencil, I can give you my number now. Yes, I'll take it now. I sure do. Okay, it's nine seven two. Okay, three o nine seven two three o three nine one o two nine one o two two. Yes, ma'am. Got it. Yes, because I can. We can get together on a weekend, and I can come over there anytime to see you. Okay, and I can do the same. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you, Miss Brenna May, Aunt Brenna May. Thank you. I will. All right. Okay. Love you. Love you. Now, how do I click off and just listen? Uh, you just don't do nothing but press one. Uh, in about two seconds, press one, and your hand will go down. Cause right now your hand is up. That's okay. all you do. Just keep listening. Keep holding the phone. I will. I will. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, okay. that was the one and only. That's one of my aunts. Uh. Living, I only have three left, and Robbie, uh, and Naomi, and Verna May. So, y'all should wow. consider yourself blessed having heard from Verna May. Well, but let's go back to the phone lines, because there's two more people, and I don't want to be upset with me. Uh, Eric code 817-378-8173. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Somebody with a phone number, 817-378. Go ahead with your question or your comment. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, Man, Don. I knew that was you. <laughs> Just knew that was you with this phone. <laughs> Don Jr.? What's up? <laughs> Man, you got to speak up. You have the horrible phone. Speak up, please, sir. Hi, How are you doing, Hi. cousin? I still can't hear you. We still can't hear you. No. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Just barely. Yeah, that's, 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 but go ahead. What, what, go ahead with your question or comment. Yeah, I don't have no question. I just have a comment that I've enjoyed everybody so far. I've been tuned in for the past 30 minutes. But since I got this uh, phone with bad connections, I've been I've chose to listen. But I had some uh, family members in the military, too. My dad was. Oh, okay. My Go dad, ahead. My dad, he served in World War Two, But he was in supply in Germany. And my stepfather, as you know, retired from the Army. Started first class in my... Wow. Uh, I Hello? Don't... Don't treat us like that. Call us back. Call us back. We can't hear you. Uh, call us back on another. I mean, on the same line or something. We, we missed the. Hopefully, you can hear me say that. But I'm gonna go ahead and go to another phone call. We'll come back to Don. Uh, Eric code eight one seven three five two three eight one seven three. Go ahead with your question and comment. But Don, again, call us back, please. Go ahead, Eric code eight one seven three five three. Go ahead with your question and comment. Sorry for taking took so long. Just have a comment. Um. 
I would just like to say that um, if my suggestion, I'm Donna, Irene, sorry, I keep doing this, Uh, Angelique Booker's granddaughter, Irene's uh, oldest daughter, Seth's oldest sister. um, Okay, go right here. I served in the military, and if, if it was me and I could do it again, I would, but not with all the fighting. Um, I don't know if I could not really just to give up my life like that. Um, if I had to say I would suggest it to others, I would because a lot of the discipline that we received in the military, you don't get that at home. And when they train you and discipline you, they're not disciplining you for one person. They're disciplining you to lean on each other as a team. It's never about you. It's about all of us. And if anything, we have to learn how to have each other's backs under any circumstance. So um, the military will tell you if you are military material or not. You don't have to worry about it because if you're not, they won't accept you. Just like you having problems with your kids. Them out of ten, they may be the type of people that don't listen. They have to have people that they can train and listen to get through a certain project, so a uh, situation. So me, I think for the discipline, I would, I, I would, I would do it again because it's, it's really, unless you've been through it, you wouldn't understand it. So, um, well, let me ask you a question. If I mind, if you don't mind, let me kind of hop in and ask you a quick question, comment on what you just said. And, and again, folks, this is the Douglas Cannon Family Friends Network. Uh, we're going to go to a break in a little bit after this caller and listen to the one on William B. He has a, a little something special for y'all tonight. And then we'll come back to these callers. So, Louise, I want to ask you a quick question, and then I'm going to ask Donna a question. Can you hang out with us tonight a little bit? Yeah, I'm here. You can? Great. Uh, and uh, Donna, uh, can you do the same? I don't know how if you can hang out. I like to ask people. I want y'all schedule so, like, Can y'all hang out a little bit? Yeah, for a little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, just let me know when y'all have to go. It's not a problem. Because we had a co-host that was supposed to come, and she was a... Uh, uh, actually, you know what? Never mind. Forget I said that. Um, <laughs> y'all have to bear with me. Those three things here one time. Um had another person that was supposed to show up and they didn't. So, um, but at least y'all are here. We just use the people that are here. But Donna, question. Uh, you kind of is going back to what, I don't know if Edna was saying the same thing, but uh, you kind of leaning towards sending your kids to the military when they're disciplined. And so I want to ask a question more about that. Hit that a little harder. Now, if you had a troubled team, you sent them off to the military, and they died. They ne- didn't, didn't didn't really want to go. Didn't really want to go, because this is really real. Folks, this is happening every day. I'm telling you, this is real what I'm talking about. They really didn't want to go. Let's not say they died. Let's just make it more realistic. Let's talk about some of these, you know, there's a high suicide rate, and I, and I hate to bring all this up, but, you know, this is the real deal. It's where we at. You talking about the military? We're talking about the military. Suicide rate is high in the military. So you recommend your teen or your young person to go against their will, and they finally say, well, mama know what's best, and they go on. And they come back. They don't die. They come back. 
and they have the benefits of buying a house and this and that and the other. But they smoke a little more reefer than they did before they left. And they're a little bit spaced out. This is so real, folks. This is so real. I mean, I'm, I, I, I've seen it so many times. They are okay. They didn't They didn't die. They didn't lose any limbs. But they ain't the same because of some things they saw in Iraq. Would you take back sending them, Donna? I'll say this. Um, as far as them going and, and fighting for our country, and they come back and they may smoke a little more reefer, first of all, you don't understand what they went through. They may have had to take down a child that was going to take their life. So you you can't you can't you can't look at it on that on that that point. But as far as me saying that I want to send a child, if it meant saving them from say say they didn't, say they would go into the military and come back home. Mm-hmm. If it meant saving them from a prison where they're caged like an animal and there's nothing uh, the structure there and nothing that they can benefit from there. Or either an early grade for being on the street, or hooked on drugs. Yes, I would. I would recommend them going to the military. But okay, 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 okay. This is gonna get lengthy. I can tell. Boy, this is some good stuff. Oh my goodness, I have so much to say. I want you to hold that thought, and let's take a break, folks. I gotta get this uh, this this clip in by William B. And then we're gonna come back. Donna, that's on fire. Hold that comment. Everybody, okay? We're taking a break right now. Sure. Yes. Louise, okay. Darling, you okay with it? Yes. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and take this break. And uh, again, folks, wow. (laughs) I have so much to say on what Donna just said. It ain't even funny. Okay. All right. Let's see what we're going to do here. Bear with me. My computer is, you know, your computer go to sleep. So we're trying to wake it back up here. But anyway, um. This is going to be William B., and he has uh, quite a, a bit, a, a little special something, a little bit off topic, and uh, I think it's perfect for what we're dealing with tonight. So if I can find him here, bro, with me, so many little clips here I have to look through. Here we go. Enjoy this. We'll be right back. Good evening, family. Uh, William B. here. Uh, pardon me if I deviate from my normal format for this Memorial Day expressions. Uh, I came across some information. In fact, I was uh, uh, some information was shared with me yesterday at church that uh, I wasn't familiar with, and I suspect uh, there's members of this family who may not be familiar with it either. Fortunately for me and others, uh, I belong to Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church, a church that not only uh, takes steps to prepare one for the uh, hereafter, but uh, we also view the here and now in a way that's going to be fruitful and productive for all of us. With that in mind, Memorial Day uh, history was shared with us, and I'd like to share that briefly with you, if I may. Uh, We all know Memorial Day is a time to remember our fallen uh, heroes and such, but did you not know that on May 1st, 1865, former black slaves held the first Memorial Day? At that time, it was called Decorations Day in America, but uh, black slaves started this situation off, and here I am in uh, my mid-70s, and uh, I, for one, uh, didn't know it. 
I think it's important information uh, to be made aware of. Not only did they start it, uh, eventually uh, that day was called uh, Memorial Day, which is what we call it today. Now, the first time that it took place took place in Charleston, South Carolina. And, of course, that city should uh, be uh, very, very familiar to us because of what happened recently with this young thug who uh, went into the church and uh, committed a uh, heinous crime. First time around, approximately 10,000 people participated, uh, primarily 10,000 freemen and about uh, there were school children, ministers, union troops, northern missionaries, and what have you. They all joined together to celebrate that first Memorial Day, and for good reason. Uh, we celebrate Memorial Day today because this country, as you know, periodically has been involved in wars uh, much too often for some of us. But in World War II, one of those wars, more than 2.5 million uh, black men and women volunteered to serve uh, in this military, despite the fact they were treated as second and perhaps third-class citizens back home. Uh, we know the story, but they served uh, nevertheless, uh, regardless of the circumstances of their rights and what have you that they lost. The men and women went to battle for America uh, at any rate. Now, some particular units during the war that stand out that we should all know about, for example, the Tuskegee Airmen. Uh, everyone learns probably about the Tuskegee Airmen. These World War II fighter squadrons are remembered in part because they were the only African-American pilots who served in combat uh, during World War II. They were the only black pilots that served during World War II, and served they did. Uh, look them up, and you'll be surprised to learn uh, how outstanding the Supreme, the uh, Tuskegee Airmen were. There was another unit called the Red Ball Express. Now, the job of the Red Ball, Red Ball Express was basically it was made up of a fleet of 6,000 trucks and trailers. During World War II, they, they delivered over 500,000 tons of ammunition, food, and fuel to keep the armies going in Europe. Red Ball Express. The Red Ball Express is made up of, guess what, 75% of them were black Americans. 75%. And it was, a, it was an outset that uh, many people who are familiar with the situation uh, feel uh, a lot of respect for those men. Another organization called the Black Panthers. The Black Panthers were very active during World War II. This was the first African-American armored unit in a combat during World War II. They, they were known as the Black Panthers, and their motto was, come out fighting. And that's exactly what they did. They fought valiantly, and as a result, they were awarded uh, many, many, many medals, including the Medal of Honor, Silver Stars, and that sort of thing. Another group was called the Buffalo Soldiers. You're probably familiar with the Buffalo Soldiers. You may have an organization in your town. Uh, we do in San Antonio, and I suspect there are groups uh, perhaps around the country in various cities. Now, the 92nd Infantry Division was part of the 5th Army, 
They served during the uh, Italian theater during World War II. This was the only African-American infantry unit to see combat in Europe. As you probably know, uh, they were separate at that time. Black soldiers, white soldiers were not allowed uh, to, uh, to do anything together, really. They didn't even fight together. They had to fight separately. Uh, how about that? The motto for this group, the Buffalo Soldiers, was simply deeds, not words. And they did, in fact, uh, uh, make themselves look very, very good for the job that they did during World War II. Some brief information about Memorial Day that we should all research, if you like. Hand that information down so that future generations will know that uh, we have been involved ever since we landed in this country back in the 1600s in one way or another. And many times what we have done is not known. Uh, We don't know it. The other people may or may not know it. But much of that is coming to light, and that is excellent uh, that has taken place. Uh, This country periodically is involved in a war. The most recent uh, wars resulted from uh, 911. Some some call it a Bush-Cheney war because uh, we're uh, told that uh, that war didn't have to happen, but uh, it was done because uh, some folk chose to uh, to go to war. Uh, so we did. As a result, we end up uh, killing approximately 100,000 Iraqis plus. And guess what? Today they're still fighting in Iraq. Uh, what do we gain? Well, uh, you tell me. I'm not sure. And, of course, we lost many Americans over there, and we have a lot of folk who are seeking medical help as we speak as a result of the war and ongoing wars. So long as we have wars, uh, we'll have people being uh, injured and killed as a result. As for me, I think we need to probably bring the draft back. Attempts to bring the draft back was made, a valiant attempt was made by Congressman Charlie Rangel, New York black congressman. Uh, He tried, but it failed. There's a group of folk who do not want to be subject to the draft. Yet when a war starts, what do they do? They start tying.
I uploaded the clip he gave me. Maybe there was a part two. I don't know. Maybe I dropped the ball there. But if you want to come on, and I think you're on the line, and press one, uh, we will give you red carpet treatment. Put your head of everybody because I really wanted to hear what you wanted to say about the draft, etc. So anyway, folks, war. That's what's playing in the background. What is it good for? Okay, Louise, your line is open. Donna, your line is open. Darlene, your line is open. And Don, uh, if you are back on the phone line, do my favor and press one, because I see you. But uh, well, let's do this. Let's do this. Listen, because I wanted to hear what he was saying. All right, area code eight one seven three seven eight. Your line is also open. Don, are you there? Okay, go ahead, sir. Are you well? I don't think you was finished. You was talking about your father uh, having served. Were you done with your list? We can't hear you, Don. So you got to call us back on another line before you get 10 o'clock, okay? Because we can't hear you. You sound like you're way in the back, okay? So while Don is calling us back on another line, I want to go ahead and Don and go back to your question again. Louise, your line is open. Darling, your line is open as well. Don, you was talking, and you want to go ahead and, and, and finish up what you were saying. I'll, I'll, you, go ahead and reiterate what you were saying because I don't want you to have to repeat yourself. But basically, what were you saying in a nutshell? Okay, I, I'm just saying, you know, uh, if, if you're looking at the fact that people come back and they're doing a little more drugs or whatever, it, it, it's because they're having to deal with something that you wouldn't even begin to imagine. Uh, again, uh, well, Donna, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's my point. you proving my point. Okay. You know, oh, no, 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 no. Just, hold, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. The song playing in the background is saying war. What is it good for? It says it only benefits the undertaker. I mean, there are times when, yes, we have to fight for security. Another country is trying to come and, come and take over us. But a lot of I, – I love the girls and the boys, the young kids uh, going out to fight. I mean, going. I love their heart. I'll never, never not honor – that's what this show is all about, honoring the courage and even those that have died, you know, for trying to bring freedom to this country. So don't get me wrong. I'm not disrespecting their their heart, their, their courage, and all of that, okay? I really give them the Purple Heart, so to speak, just for even going. But what my point is, this government, everybody knows all across the world, it's, it's not sending them out on missions that are godly. Not only are they coming back with all kind of issues, and, folks, this is just a flip side of the coin. You know, we're honoring them tonight, but at the same time, we got to look at this big elephant in the room. Uh, our military is known all across the world as terrorists going into places because we're running out of oil. And y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying nothing y'all have seen in the news and heard a thousand times. So would you want to subjugate your children to be a part of imperialism, going in and, and keeping third world countries poor, robbing, raping Africa? It's still the same as what it was in the 20s, 30s, 40s. It's the same thing, but except they're using your, your children. Do you want to send your children into an environment like that just so they can be able to buy a house? No, I don't think people are going to the military just to buy a house. I don't think they're going to the military just to Well, I'm, I'm just saying, but in any war, whether it's in the third world country or wherever it is, you're going to lose some and you're going to have some to come home. But somebody somewhere has to stand up 
and be brave enough to fight for what is right. Whether we think that is right or wrong, it doesn't matter. When when there's war, we need everybody. It's just not a white man's war. If, if we're in this country, everybody should be prepared. Everybody of all races should be prepared to step to the front line. That's bottom line. Uh, now, for those that can't, that have to be left behind, didn't understand that handle was but was behind. But I'm saying that if a person, if I was to suggest, I would say for the experience and for the structure, because there's a lot, there's a lot of young people that's growing up in homes that people are just having kids and they have no structure. So in the military, they give you all of that and some. I won't take none from them. I, when I say they prepare you, they break you down mentally, and they build you back up, and they build you for greatness. So my point on that, I have to give them a thumbs up on that. If it's going to keep mine, I would rather to see them, first of all, I'd rather see them fight for our country and keep what's happening in other countries from happening here than to see them go to prison see them kill up each other in gangs or waste themselves with drugs and they have not been to Iraq or Afghanistan but they strung out on drugs so my deal is if I'm going to see a person do some reefer or whatever I'd rather know that he's been somewhere and he's trying to clear his mind so he can go to sleep at night because he's well, seen let, his let, best let friend hold on a minute he's just seen his best <laughs> friend or friend blown up in front of him or you know, all kind of stuff happen you, that you don't get no sleep because you got to constantly watch your back. So or, or you got to protect somebody else's kid somewhere, and they're looking at it as if that could be their child or their mother or their sisters or cousins. So on that hand, war is ugly, but guess what? It has to be done. That's the bottom line. Well, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Let me, let me just say this, and then I will let her hear what Evelyn, I mean, uh, Louise and uh, Darling have to say, okay? Because I know I, I got a lot to say, and I'm going I'm to I'm control myself, folks. I'm going to let, let my, hear what my family got to say tonight, because I'm very passionate about this, and y'all just have no idea how much I'm against war and this whole... I, I do think you need the military. If Israel had a military, God, you know, I, I do believe you have to You got to fight. You just can't have a country. But And I like what Donna said, how they really train you. And I like that. But what are they training you for? <laughs> they train you to go and be, to promote. Uh, anyway, I can't get too deep in that. But let me just say this. There is one time I will recommend someone to go to the military. Just, you know, if they say I want to go to the military, that's one. Actually, there's two reasons, two ways. If my kids say, I just want to go to the military. You really want to go. He wanted to go there, spend his career there. I get it. He can go. She can go. I was still trying to discourage him. I felt like Muhammad Ali on this, folks. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, if you live in Compton, I ain't picking on the people in Compton, but if you live in Compton and your kids get shot every day and you don't know if they're going to live or not, I would probably be interested in to the war because <laughs> they are in a war. At least you come out with something. I, I hate to think like this, but we got to get out of this mindset, Donald, my sister. I can talk to you like this. Of thinking that our kids are only going to wind up in a gang or prison if they don't go to the military. That's, that's, you're, you're putting down our brilliant young people. Even when they're lazy, they're brilliant. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'll make this real quick. Even when they're lazy, 
but brilliant. Watch them. They might not want to go to a job, but they'll turn around and they'll they'll do something else. Maybe they play games and they're really good at what they do. You can't put that down. That's a, that's a skill. They have skill. They just ain't down with the whole job thing. And I mean, look at how the jobs treat a lot of our grown-ups. I mean, I don't, I, I hate that attitude they have, but I kind of understand it. I don't agree with it. You still got to go to work and make the best out of it, try to make friends and blah, 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 but we don't even like our jobs. Let's just be real. So I'm not going to send my kid off. Just, just, just one little thing. I'm not going to. I'm just not going to do my kid like that. I just don't see the military being something. Maybe if you have a kid and he's going around killing people and he, not killing people, but you, you, you suspect he's going to lose his life if he don't get, if he don't do something quickly. I mean, you really got a kid out of control. He's just, he's just in gangs. And he's, you know, he's already shooting at people. I can maybe see what you're saying then and only then would I recommend my child and I, I cringe at thinking that because there's all kind of things he could go to church, he can get saved, he can get delivered, he can he can get volunteers. There's thousands of things I can think of, but maybe maybe I would probably agree with you. So I would love to know what others think, because I'm not the only you know voice here. Uh, Louise, I'll come to you. Don, I'll come to you in a minute, because I want to hear what Louise and, and Darling say. Do want to come to you? Whatever you got to say. Miss Louise, what you say to that? Okay. Well, I actually. Ninety percent of what she's saying, probably right at a hundred, I can I can almost agree with, as far as it, the discipline and the training to to discipline your mind, your body, the camaraderie. I can never say that word. Camaraderie. Uh, you know, you you learn to take camaraderie. That's it. <laughs> you learn to depend on each other, and 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 you 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 develop like a family. Uh. I can understand also a point in saying you, you you'd much rather see them there than in the grave, in prison, locked up or something else. If you see there's no other hope. Uh, when I was in at the time I was going in, in the 70s, there were there was probably half of my squad that was offered jail or the military, and they chose the military, uh, and they ended up making something because of it. You know, they were out doing all kind of stuff, I guess, and uh, military straightened them up. It's still got to be on an individual basis, though. It's still going to be on a case-by-case basis because not every every person is geared for the military. Because, like she said, they break you down to build you up, and it is a mind. You got your mind has got it. You got to be mentally ready for it. Because for them to discipline you, they do. It's like the process of uh, of a metal or gold or silver. They got to crush you to build you back up and to build you into that thing that. Well, I don't say that thing. I want to say I won't say fighting machine. But into a productive soldier. Uh, now, there you mentioned something, Seth, about the spiritual part of it. I heard you say that earlier. Now, there was also the option of uh, I can't remember what it's called, Donna. You may have to help me with that. But if you were not, you could you could uh, you could sign a waiver. There was a waiver you could take to not kill. Right. Um, you remember it? Okay, I can't remember what it's called right now. I forgot um, what it's called, but you, yeah, you definitely could waive that. It was yes, you could waive that. So you did not have to kill anybody. You didn't have to not be in a in a situation where you would have to kill anybody. So that meant you didn't go to the front lines, I guess, or in active do. I mean, into hostile uh, territory Army. or something. I suppose. Right. Right. So because 
but now to to force a kid to do it, mine, like I said, a parent know you you know your child, you know how your child is mentally usually. So you watch that child grow up, you know if the army is something that would probably not be for them, you know. Now there were times I thought of job call for mine, but not military <laughs> because I know my kids. You know I can't speak for anyone else's, of course. So, but for the benefits, so, so a lot of people went in for more than just you know that they wanted the benefits. They needed something, something to fulfill their life with, you know. And and the military changed them. You know they came out better people from it. They didn't have any mental scars from it, no PTSD, or you know shell shock. As some of them had, it was in the war, you know. Some came out great. I mean, thank the Lord, I came out okay. But uh, like I said, when for the prayers of my mom, my grandma, and them, my dad, and everybody that you know for me, pray, you know, it would be something I would go to God about. Seriously, right. if a child of mine was going through that, and I needed to make that choice, or or even offer that choice for him, I suppose, you know. Well, let me just say this real quick. Uh, earlier, I mentioned to, if y'all can, if I can jump in there real quick, just please forgive me. But William B. again, uh, your clip ended. I don't know if he heard me earlier, but if you want to finish your comment about the draft, I don't know what happened. I did what I was supposed to do, but uh, you want to finish part two? Let us know what you were saying about the draft. Your clip ended when you was talking about the draft. So William B., if you hear me and you want to finish that, more than welcome. We'll just bring you on and let you come on first. Not a problem. Okay, uh, well, darling, what do you think of what was just shared? Anything? I agree with Donna, about 90%, just like um, Edna just said. You know, I I have this relative that he had a choice to go to military and his record would be clean. He it's chose fine. not to go. He thought it was awful to go. But yet, you know, everybody's saying that, you know, they were fighting out there, you know, they didn't want him to go to get killed. Well, to me, in a way, he's dying right now anyway, because he's absolutely not doing anything with his life. You know, he's sitting around trying to see if he can get $20 here, $20 there. I have no money to give him. Right. You know, absolutely not even a penny. You know, wow. I never went out and bought a bag of weed. If I give him twenty dollars, that's like I'm I'm going out buying him drugs. Absolutely. So no, I I have to agree with Donna. He needed help, and the people that talked that talked him out of going, they need if they need to be the one that's taking care of him. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Can I say something real quick? Oh. oh. Go ahead, go ahead, Donna. I mean, I really love that. And most of the reason why some people don't want to go in because they're listening to others. Right, They have no clue what's going on in the military life. Whereas you have a child that's sitting and want to play video games. Military ain't having that. You may rise at 3 o'clock in the morning, got to fall out, and you better be dressed. You yeah. <laughs> have to run 10 miles fully geared up mm-hmm. to stop and nobody fall back. You may have to exercise and feel like your whole gut is about to hit the ground. They are building you up for greatness. They are not. And, and get this. They don't want your kids that are considered rejects either because they need somebody. To, and it's not just going to war. 
in another country. If something broke out right here in the USA, they got enough military people, ex-military people, National Guard, they can hold it down. I'd rather know I got somebody know how to hold it down and to think under pressure than to have somebody that don't have a clue on how to handle a certain kind of people. So on that note, my son is in prison, a genius. But was he really a genius that he landed himself in prison? No, I would have preferred him going in there to help build those skills that he had versus him sitting out here with these knuckleheads Listening to everybody else trying to tell you about life, and their life is still on the rugged part of the other stick. So my deal is, yes, if it's going to make you a strong woman and a strong man, yes. It's not going to kill you. When I came back from the military, what hurt me the most was the people that I left. I saw them same people standing on the same corner doing the same mess. It killed me on the inside. I wish I had a state in because they just need direction. If you're not used to giving what the military can, I'm sorry, I, I can't even explain it to you. It, it's way over the top. But when I tell you, it don't kill you. They say what won't kill you would just make you better. And it did that for me. I don't know about you, but it did it for me. I think you were in the military when I was in the military. I went in in 75 and was out like in 84. Mm-hmm. We were in about the same time. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I may not have fought, but I'm going to say this. If you didn't want to fight, even now you got their preference. They'll find somewhere yeah. for you to go. Right. So it ain't like it's people that want to get out there and shoot a gun. Men want to go out there and shoot a bazooka. Please believe me. <laughs> but you don't have to go out there and be just shooting. Something happened. Can't hear. Oh, sure did. Okay, something happened. Can you hear what? me? Anna? Yes, I can hear, hear you guys. Mhm. Is everyone else there? Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? I think Seth probably, but I mean everybody else probably. Go ahead, Louise, and you can. While Seth is coming back, you know. Okay. You just kind of oh, get no, on no, that. No, no, I was. No, I didn't have anything more to say. I was just I was just agreeing with what you were saying on that too because yeah. for me as I said, I was I was fortunate. I was blessed. I I I I didn't I I Okay. Oh there I'm back. I don't know what happened. I kinda of <laughs> muted myself. I don't know how that happened. But listen, I, this 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 board's been acting up because William said he had his hand up and it's not showing his hand up, so now I'm a little worried. Uh my phone number, if anybody wanna text me and say your hand is up, let me give everybody my phone number. Eight one seven Actually, let me, Darlene, can I give your phone number? Because if I'm me flipping over, I got a lot here. Can you mind me giving your phone number out? I know you're putting you on okay. the spot. Uh, five one two nine two two eight one six one. You you used to do it anyway. You, you used to be the go to person when this happened. If anybody is trying to call me or got your hand up, text Darling and let her know. She can flip back and forth on her phone a little better than I can. Again, five one two nine two two eight one six one. Because this is a hot topic, y'all may want to say something again one more time. Five one two. Nine two two eight one six one. William, sorry about that. I'm going to go to William, y'all, if you don't mind, because I got y'all for the night, and I want him to finish up what he was saying in this clip. Air code 2, 
1653. William B., go ahead, John Nair. Yes, sir. Good evening. You know, this, this is a. This ended up being a pretty, pretty hot, hot topic, didn't it? And it always does, really. I think it, it's understandable that we can have differences of opinion, you know, when it comes to military and draft and that sort of thing. But to finish up briefly where I was going with that, uh, to me, the draft, I, I believe in equal opportunity. And to me, a draft will provide equal opportunity. That means that uh, everybody uh, who turns 18 will sign up and be subject to uh, go to uh, join the military to uh, support uh, and, and fight, if necessary, for the country that they claim they love. See, this is what's not understood by me. I mean, a lot of people... You know, until you get back, he'll need to be in there by seven. I can't get to him. Donna, 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 your line is wide open. You can't do that. Meet us first. Go ahead, William. Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of people claim they're patriotic, they love America, but when it comes to joining the military and showing that love, at least in that way, uh, they're not there. So, so that tells me something very clearly. Uh, during the last war uh, started by the under the G.W. Bush administration, as I recall, uh, he had two healthy, supposedly bright young girls who uh, were quite uh, capable of uh, joining the military and doing that duty as military people in the war that uh, was started. But I, I noticed that they, they chose not to join up. And uh, I, I just don't, uh, I don't I don't understand. I mean, back when Johnson had his war going, I don't remember the Johnson girls uh, joining up either. So, you know, we're, we're sitting around and we're allowing these people to take a pass on these wars, and, and we're fighting them. I can appreciate that, uh, you know, we go in and fight and, and like that uh, from time to time. But I don't like fighting wars to be a a first choice for us as African-Americans. That should be a last choice like it is for other people, not our first choice. We shouldn't have to go in to fight a war in order to get off the street. we got to work on this thing locally and politically in order we don't have, don't put ourselves in that kind of predicament. So we, we don't want to sell ourselves short to say that that's our first option as a people. Uh, I, I just don't think we want to do that. But basically, uh, we're here. We love the heroes that uh, resulted uh, from the wars, of course, and we'll be prepared to uh, do what it takes uh, in the future. But uh, some people tend to think that it may be time that some of those folk in the Middle East start to pull their share of the load. You know, there may be people who want to run over there and do that. That's fine for them. But I'm prepared to go when they arrive down there on the corner, Bloomdale and Fairdale. Then I'll be ready to do something. <laughs> but... But until then, I think I'm going to let other people handle it. Appreciate your time, sir. Well, thank you, and sorry about that blue blooper. I don't know what happened. I, I uploaded everything you sent. It didn't, it didn't come through. And uh, so, But thanks for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're quite welcome. Bye. Well, that's William B. So y'all got an earful. And uh, he, again, is one of the new segments on the show. Tasha's coming up later. Tasha got something for y'all. It's a little bit off topic, but... And we'll do Tasha another five or ten minutes here, but Donna will let you go ahead because you have a mouthful, and I want you to get it out as much as you can, Darlene and and, and Louise. Just chime in whenever, folks. We look at the phone lines. We got a lot of people on the phone lines. I want to thank y'all for calling the show. Uh, again, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family Friends Network. It's just a giant fireside chat. That's all it is. Just a giant fireside chat. 11 states, Kansas, Florida, Texas, California, Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, 
Oklahoma, and last but not least, Alaska. Yes, Alaska. We get calls from Alaska, believe it or not. All right, Donna, go ahead with what you were saying, please. I guess she, you, Donna, you got us muted. She, she got us muted. Unmute us and go ahead with what you were saying. Go ahead. Now, what was you saying? Donna, we're asking you to go ahead with what you were saying. You had a mouthful earlier, so go ahead. No, I, it, the baby just out in the background. I was trying to keep him from being in the well, way. It's okay. Well, while you're thinking about what you want to say next, I just want to say I like what William B. said, and I hope this ain't a man thing, but I just think our kids are very precious. They're just as precious as the president that don't want to send their kids. And I watch these same kids that some people say lazy. If you really watch them, and I know sometimes, you know, <laughs> It's hard to, 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 to get their mind get your mind off them just laying around not wanting to work. On your you know, eating your food up, using up your electricity, but if you really look close at these young people, they're not stupid. They're not stupid. They see you coming off from work and they see you not happy with your job and they see you trying to you know, they see how you talk about a lot of a lot of us talk about whites and they 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 they, they, they don't wanna go through what we're going through. They don't want to be unhappy, so why would they want to go and work on these kinds of jobs? They try to make fast money. You know, they look at the TV and the, and, the, and, the, and the videos, and they see all these rappers happy with the girl, with the car, with this, and it was fast money, and they, and that's what they want. You can't blame these kids for wanting that, even though it's a trick. Yes, it's a trick. The Bible says hands wealth gotten in waste. I mean, excuse me. The Bible says wealth gotten in haste. Hands will not be innocent. Fast money, you're never going to be innocent. I don't care what nobody says. Is it fast money? Then you ain't going to be innocent. You have to do something. You have to break some kind of law because that's not the way the father set it up. So I understand every people's uh, parents concerned about wanting to just get rid of them. They're just getting on my nerve. And, but there's other options. We just don't want to put in the time and the energy and the whatever. Some of us, some of us, I'm not saying that's anybody on this phone line. I'm just saying I know in the past – well, I ain't gonna lie. I never had that thought. I just never. I just can't do do again under. I just feel like if our military could just get off this imperialism, going into Africa, all this raping and taking. I, I just know too much about what's going on with what they're doing with these with our babies, and I'm just I'm just feel like Muhammad Ali on this one. I'd rather go to jail. Just just how I feel. I'd rather go to jail. Forget it. Go to jail. You know, because you got to, let me just say this, and then I'm just one side of the family. I'm just one comment. I'm just one one voice, and I'm going to let these other voices have their say. Family, tonight we're honoring the spirit of the Louises, the Donnas, the, uh, all of the names that Darlene called. We're honoring them for wanting to go and serve and give their life. That's what we're doing. We're honoring their courage to go, even if it meant going to war. That I give them red carpet, all the respect in the world. But the big elephant in the room is what are they going to do? What are they going to build? What are they going to enrich? Who's going to get wealthy from them? Who's going to really profit? And a lot of times, in my opinion, we're not spreading peace. We're not... Yeah, we're trying to protect the American way, but what is the American way? You know, why is it the rest of the world agree with what I'm saying? Right now, I'd say 60% of the world agree with what I'm saying. Now, I'm going to say 80% of the world agree with what I'm saying. There's only Europe, EU, everybody in cahoots with America that agree with America. All these 
Muslim nations, non-Muslim nations, nobody agree what America is doing, their troops are doing. Nobody. They call them terrorists. They want to blow them up. They want to kill them. So we as believers, as Christians, followers of the Most High, have to see this thing very clearly. And we definitely, like William B. just said so eloquently, don't want to just let be our first option. Again, if our children say, hey, Mom, Dad, I want to go to the military. I really want to go, Mom, Dad. I, I want to make a career out of it. Yes, I'd say let them go because they, they, they're they grown. They can yeah. make their decision. Last thing I'm going to say yeah. is this. Can you hear me? Last thing. Hold on. I hear you. I hear you. Hold on. Last thing I'm going to say is this. The second thing is we got a lot of children, like Darlene was saying, a lot of relatives, they just, they're going to die. They're going to die. We're looking right at them. We're not stupid. They're in gangs and this. That would be another option. I would kind of look at it. And so those are the two reasons your cousin would opt to go this route. But I got three people on the line that are saying something different. Listen to them because their opinion is just as important. So y'all can go right ahead. I don't know who was just trying to get my attention, but I had to finish that thought. Um, open up Vernon um, Mason's line. Okay. Uh, Eric Code 972-303. I hope I got the right number. Vernon, are you there? I'm here. I'm, you I'm listening to, come to you. Come back on? Uh, yes, I do. Am I back on? You're back on? Yeah, you are. Okay. Let me share something with you. You know, I'm listening to you all talk about the children in the Army and there's nothing wrong with the military. There's so many young people I've talked to in the military. I just talked to a young man Saturday. He loves it. He, met, he just met his wife there. She's also in the military. There is no law, no draft right now to take these children into military. Nobody is making them go. There's so many children that's going on their own because that's what they want to do. They want to travel. They want to learn. And they are getting, uh, they're really getting educated. Uh, again, they're going to school while they're in the military. So don't knock the military. Please don't do that. What we need to do is know that we have a presidential election. And on last week, we had rioting protests in the street in San Diego. We don't know if those children was rappers, they were drug dealers. We don't know who they were. You're talking about white and black. If we do not become a nation of prayer and teach our children the importance of prayer, you are going to lose your children. You, you're going to lose them. But the point, the point is now, if you have a child that will even listen to you, then pray with them. If they want to go out on the streets, before they go out on the streets, say, let's have some prayer, man, before you go out there. Pray with your children, get them and, and get on your knees and pray with your child before they go out there and hit them streets, regardless of what, what they're doing. If they are listening to you and if they're sitting in your house, you need to teach them how to pray. Because this, this new election we got coming up here, I see protests in the streets today, but come when that election hits, there's going to be some rioting. And if you're not covered with the blood of Jesus, and don't know who Jesus is, you're going to get lost in this. You're going to get tangled up in all this stuff. So don't, so don't blame the army. Blame yourself. 
you got to teach your children, I mean, you know, to learn how to who Jesus is. Because they can go out here on the streets tomorrow and get hit by the car and still get killed. The only, don't, ain't the only place that dumb kids can die. They can die tomorrow. What I'm trying to say is that if you have a child that will listen to you, that's still there in your house, and you have the audacity and, your, and, and the power over that child to say, before you go, let's pray together, man. Before you go to school, mm-hmm. pray with your children. It's time yeah. now that everybody needs to know that the power of God, I mean, I don't care who the president may be, but God is still king. Yes. Okay, and he's still Lord of Lords, you know, so we have to realize that it's not, the, it's, it's no, look at ISIS over there. God, the folks are stepping out their door, getting killed. Okay, they're not in no seriously. It's everywhere. So I, I am enjoying your, what you're saying. I'm, I'm listening. I'm getting educated about this, about this forum. But I just wanted to had to say that because I know we're fixing to come up in some treacherous times. We, ain't, we haven't seen nothing yet. You, you don't know what's going to happen. When this election hit here this coming year, well, I mean, when that man, when that, just on the protest of the day in San Diego, he wasn't black; he was white. He was holding up a sign because he was against Donald Trump. The police must drag that man back, hit his arm down. He fell in the streets, and then the other police was covered up, but the for the cameras couldn't see what they was doing to that white boy, not black boy. So if you got you got if you got policemen out there. That's just as mean and hateful as ISIS. You need to learn who you are and learn how to, you know, protect yourself. Let me ask you a question, Brother Let me ask you a question. You're probably older than most of us listening. Not that you're that old, but we got some younger people listening. I want to ask you a question because we try to deal with the real. And uh, I know what you're saying to be true. I got a lot of friends in the military. They're doing very well, very well. So who do you think should go to the military? You know, William B. was just on talking about a draft. I said those young people that say, I want to go, like you just talked about some young people want to go. If they want to go and they really, really, really want to go, of course, I'm going to try to talk them out of it. Even after what you said, what you just said, even after what you just said. Hold on, 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 hold they can't get it right, and they're gonna die. You know they're gonna die because they shooting at people. People want to kill them. They got the, there's a there's a bounty out on their head. Okay, I would say yes, military, please. But I mean, what we're talking about tonight also is there's a whole lot of people screwed up behind the military, Vernon May, and they might can buy a house, but yeah. their bombs on the you know you, come on, let's be real. So when should yes. we send our kids to the, the military? When should we send them? It's a lot of people who've gone to the military that's not screwed up too, sweetie. The point about it is, is that these streets out here, you've got five, over 500. You Look at the prison. You've got more black men in prison than ever been in the military. 
The prisons is full all the time, and they still getting full. Please, I'm just, I'm just telling you this. If your child, child want to go to the mill, let him go. I say it's better than being on these streets out here. The fact is, is that everybody don't go to war. Everybody's not war is in war. True. It's a lot of people that make be in the military that they haven't won. When, when they told me what my daddy did when, in World War Two, he was in the kitchen. He was a cook. He was he wasn't on the battleground. He 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 was a cook. He he cooked for in in the military. But I'm telling you is that it's so much that you probably don't know about the military and don't never say your children's going to get killed. Don't say they're going to get killed. I mean you know I mean you that's just like damning them. You know. Oh I don't, know don't that. say I that. Didn't say that. I didn't say okay, that. Okay, you said I tripped me. Down. They got bounties on their heads and all that kind of stuff. No, I don't, I'm I don't know nobody who got no bounties on their head. I'm saying that you're not in Compton either. You, 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 you're not in no area where you're gonna probably see any of this. What I'm saying, Aunt Brenna is, some of our young people do have bounty on their heads. They're trying to. It's, it's all kind of folks that want to kill some young people. It don't mean they're gonna die. I didn't say that. I'm not talking about my young people. I'm just saying, if you live in some rough neighborhoods, Dallas got some of them too. There are some young people, they're in so much trouble, it probably would benefit, like Darling was saying, if they go on. But I'm saying just for that to be an option, boy, get up, get, get out there and get a job. You need to go to the military. Do we really you know, want to do that? You know, you know, I was also a law enforcement officer, too, okay? And I was in law enforcement. And a lot of these young boys who, like you said, in these neighborhoods, they grew up in these neighborhoods, and they feel like they have no way out. And the only way they do have it out is drugs and things of that sort. I tell anybody today, if they can help people, help them. If they can help them, help them. You may can't, you know, you may not want to put them in your house to help them, but you may want to guide them down a way to show them where they can get housing, or show them where they can get help. There's there are so many agencies to help these people, these young people. They just don't want to go. Over here in Dallas, you've got people living on the streets in Tent City because they don't want to be disciplined at Salvation Army or in the shelter. In Salvation Army, in the shelter, there's a deadline. You can't hang out there on the streets after a certain time of night. You've got to be in because they collapse their door. If a person wants to get help, after you stay there for a while, they help you get an appointment. They give you a voucher to go somewhere and get find you somewhere to stay. But you must show them that you're willing to be disciplined. And, if, and that's, that's anybody. I have to be disciplined at 67. I mean, if I, don't, if, I, if I know I get to do something, I get to do that. Everybody needs to be disciplined. And if you want to live right and be here for a long time, you better get disciplined. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. So I just I just want to leave there with you, but if you I tell anybody now if they have a child, get that child and let them know how much you love them. Don't damn them. Don't say I damn you. You you're not gonna be nothing. You know, tell them how much you do love them and how much God loves them. Because Amen. we not they haven't seen nothing yet. If Donald Trump hit this, I mean, if he come and be out, I mean, I don't want to even mention that here on this blog. But what I'm saying, we don't know if there's gonna be rioting. Or protests. If he loses, it still may be rioting and protests. It's just that many people that is against and for him. So I've never seen this kind of rage in, in, in America before. 
Never in my life have I seen people raging up like this in America. Policemen is even scared to go in some neighborhoods because it's so dangerous now. It's not just dangerous for your kids. It's dangerous for any and everybody, even the police. Police is quitting every day in Dallas. They don't even want to work here because they're not getting paid enough because they're putting their lives on the line and everybody else pays more. So, yes, we have wow. a problem. We've got a big problem. Wow. And I, I, I tell any parents that it's time. So if you have a child at home with you, if you can talk to that child and pray with that child, start doing it because they're going to need it. And your mother, your mother taught me the power of prayer. I was I was 40 years old, and her and Alma Jean came to me, and I didn't even know what they were. They slapped me upside of my head, put all all over my all over me and my dope pope because they wanted me to be covered in the blood. They explained to me the power of the blood. I learned through my sisters, not through church, through my sisters. And when they started calling me and telling me to get on the line, get on the press, see, they kept me on my knees praying with them. When I was going through a divorce and I didn't know what I was going to do, your mom helped me. Them, them two ladies is dead right now, but I learned a lot from them because they, they kept on bugging me. I was going out there to the clubs. I was doing, you know, a little bit of everything, but I was still in law enforcement also. But they taught me the power of the blood of Jesus. And right today I tell anybody, if you have a children, a child, teach them what the Lord will have you to teach them. You couldn't go wrong with that, no matter where they want to go. If it's the Army, if they want to, do, you know, go out there and do whatever they want to do, it's nothing like teaching them. Because once, if something should happen to them, at least you know where their souls are. At least you know you have taught them and you have prayed with them. Okay? Well, you just dropped the word. That's a good word, brother man. Well, listen, so I won't get in trouble with these other callers and hosts and everything. I appreciate that. I think we did that. Call, I, 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 just, I had to insert that because if I didn't, if I didn't love the Lord so much, I could, I, I would just sit here and not say it nothing. But because I love Him so much, I had to speak up. You understand what I'm saying? But I click okay. off. I know you have more callers coming in. Okay. Well, good night. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And press one, brother, me when I put you on hold. Okay. Okay. So, Okay, your line is now muted, so press one. Well, that was Verna May. She spoke her mind, and she don't call often. When we get these new callers, folks, I like to give them a little bit more time. Well, Louise, Donna, Darlene, y'all okay with going to Tasha right now, your mind? Because this is a hot, hot, hot topic, and uh, I'm sure Tasha is going to bring a, a whole other element. Then we'll go back to this after her uh, presentation. Y'all okay with that? Yes. Darling, you okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with it. All right, all right. Well, anyway, folks, there you have it. Uh, let me go ahead and put these lines on hold because I hear a little noise, and we'll be right back uh, after we uh, hear from uh, Tasha here. So, anyway, folks, you listen to the Douglas Kennedy Family and Friends Network. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good evening, family. I'm excited to be here with you once again and anxious to share with you recipes, remedies, and reduced prices with the hopes that it will add a little flavor, healing, and some change in your pockets. My name is Tasha, and the first R in our 3R segment is recipes. I was inspired by my cousin who loved to make uh, cheesecakes. Caress, so this is one for you. And if you're a fan of cheesecake and fresh strawberries, you can try making these easy five-ingredient cheesecake stuffed strawberries that are perfect for any summer party or barbecue. You'll get all the flavors of yummy cheesecake without all the work. So this is cheesecake stuffed uh, strawberries. The ingredients, like I said, are it's simple. It's five. It's, you want to get an eight-ounce bar softened of cream cheese, any, uh, any variety that you like, one pound of large strawberries, a half cup of powdered sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, two graham crackers crumbled. Now, you can also add blueberries, uh, which is optional. Uh, but the directions are simple. You're going to wash and dry the strawberries, cut the tops off, and you're going to use a small paring knife to cut out the middle of each strawberry carefully. You're going to whip the sugar, vanilla, cream cheese all together and fill each strawberry using a pastry bag, or you can also use a plastic bag and you can just snip the, the tip off. Now, you, uh, a tip is that you, uh, w- what I would suggest doing is to find the, lo- the biggest strawberries that you can, and you can also cut the bottoms off so it'll, it'll help them stand. So when you stuff them and also display them, they'll, they'll look really beautiful. Um, so that's an easy uh, recipe for you guys, perfect for the summer. It's a, you know, a very nice, sweet treat. So let's go ahead and move right along to the second R and our uh, segment, which is remedies. And so I'm going to discuss with you something I've actually been using uh, here recently. And so I can honestly say that I've seen um, some great, you know, improvements in just the way I feel and things like that. And it's magnesium. It is considered the most powerful relaxation mineral available. And um, a deficiency in this critical nutrient makes you twice as likely, hate to sound morbid, but it makes you twice as likely to die as other people, according to a study published in the Journal of Intensive Care Medicine. It also accounts for a long list of symptoms and diseases. And guys, I'm going to kind of keep this a little short. There's so much out there uh, regarding magnesium and the benefits of it. Uh, the best ways to get it. So I'm going to try to keep it short. I mean, there's, you know, uh, so much. So I would definitely recommend that you research this a little bit on your own, but I'll give you a little bit of information tonight. And it is considered the antidote to stress. And it's, again, like I said, it's the most powerful relaxation mineral available, and it can also help you sleep. So um, I'll discuss briefly, you know, sort of the, you know, if you have some of these symptoms that it may be a, uh, indicator that you may be deficient, deficient in magnesium. Uh, if you have muscle cramps or twitches, insomnia, if you're irritable, <laughs> sensitive to loud noises, anxiety, even autism, ADD, uh, palpitation, constipation, headaches, migraines, uh, asthma, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure. So as you can see, the, and the list actually goes on and on. Now, it's not a cure for any of these things, but it could be an indication that you have a deficiency in magnesium. It's also been linked to inflammation in the body. So as you could, as you could probably uh, well figure out that it is a huge problem in our society because we don't consume enough 
uh, foods that are high uh, in magnesium, and we also, um, I guess, participate in you know just health things and activities that actually decrease magnesium in our bodies. So, uh, for instance, if you take um, uh, diuretics, water pills, or if you drink alcohol, or if you have excess salt, coffee, things like that, um, reduce the amount of magnesium in our bodies. So if you want to stop draining your body of magnesium, you want to limit coffee, cola, salt, sugar, and alcohol. You want to practice, you know, just active relaxation. Some foods that are high in magnesium are kelp, wheat bran, wheat germ, almonds, cashews, Brazilian nuts, uh, walnuts, brown rice, figs, collard greens, shrimp, avocados, parsley, beans, barley, and pretty much I'm pretty sure if you hear this list, you can probably tell that uh, you could probably do more of some of these, and so you may, in fact, be deficient in magnesium. So you could take magnesium supplements. Um, you know, I've actually been taking a supplement uh, for this. I don't always push supplements, but this is one that I do try to keep in my diet. Um, and so it's, it's most people benefit from 400 to 1,000 milligrams per day. Okay, and so the most absorbable forms of magnesium is magnesium citrate uh, or aspartate. And um, let's see, there's I'm, I'm actually gonna I'm, I'm actually gonna because there's so many forms. I'm gonna try to get an email out to you guys so that you can actually see some of these things, so we don't have to go through all of these things. And um, but some that you want to uh, another way that you can increase magnesium in your body and, and a good way to absorb it is through Epsom salt baths, you know. Uh, so that's a great way to get uh, more magnesium in your body. Now, if you have kidney disease or severe heart problems, you should take magnesium only under doctor's supervision. So please be sure to check with your doctor when you're adding anything into your diet, uh, especially through supplementation. So, guys, magnesium, like I said, is one that I would definitely suggest to look into to um, – you know, as something that could help, you know, just your overall well-being. And also just, and I honestly do feel less stress. I feel like, you know, I don't, ha I'm not as cloudy, you know, mentally. I, I just seem to just go about my day a little bit easier uh, by taking magnesium uh, supplements. So I can, that's my personal, um, you know, just sort of feedback on that supplement. And we all need to strive to do things naturally to get these things in our bodies uh, more readily. So uh, let's go on to our third R, which is reduced pr prices. I'm going I'm to share with you three really quickly. Um, the Octavia Men's, I'm sorry, Women's Giselle Watch. If you buy one, you get three free, which is perfect. It's in time for the holidays, guys. These are great to stock up on for Christmas. They're beautiful watches. They're originally $139, and right now they're on sale for $29.99. At, uh, the, the website is superjeweler.com, uh, and if you were to add the coupon code Brad's Deals, it's going to drop those watches down to $26.99 for all four watches. That's the price, and so it's going to bring those prices down per watch to $6.59, and that's an awesome deal. I don't care where you shop. You cannot get an attractive watch for that cheap, so it's a wonderful, um, uh, wonderful deal to take advantage of. Uh, let's see. The second one is the Z Shade. It's a 10 by 10 foot by 10 foot instant canopy. Uh, you may see these guys at football games and track meets and things like that. 
uh, the price has dropped from $79.99 to $39.99 at Kmart.com. You can pick it up in the store for free. Or shipping starts at $24, so depending on where you live, we don't have a Kmart here, but if you have one near you, uh, this is an awesome deal. I also believe if you spend a certain amount, the shipping is free. Uh, this features a fully assembled Insta-Lock frame, and it's, it has a two-leg height adjustment, So, and it, also, it provides 64 square feet of shade. So this is a really neat thing right in, right in time for the summer. Uh, lastly, you can get a personalized Favorite People Word Art T-shirt. In the original price of this is $21.98, but with the code that I'm going to give you, it's going to drop that price down to $12.98. Perfect in time for uh, Father's Day. It's a really attractive shirt, and the code is BDFAVDAD, so BDFAVDAD, and the website is Gifts For You Now. And so the code also brings the shipping down to a flat $4, which saves you $4 in fees. The T-shirts are available in three colors in sizes from small to 4XL. Extended sizes will incur an additional fee. So once you get past, I believe, uh, the XLs, anything over that is going to incur a small additional fee. These T-shirts are 100% cotton, and you can personalize them with a title uh, and the kids' grandkids' names. Personalization is free, and there is no sales tax. So this is a really nice, uh, unique gift right in time for Father's Day for that special loved one on your list. Now, guys, it's been a pleasure sharing all this information with you once again. Again, I'm going to try to make sure I get out an email where you can actually visualize some of these things that I'm talking about, and you can access them, you know, whenever you have a chance. Uh, Thank you again, Uncle Seth, for allowing me to be a part of this program. Let us all continue to grow, inspire, and connect with one another. Until next time, God bless. think of that magnesium that was I really enjoyed her talking about magnesium but anyway that's Tasha Mahia my little niece and uh, she do that every week along with William B on his uh, his uh, show financial tips of the week today he talked about of course the uh, military and everything but anyway this is what we do folks you listen to the douglas kennedy family fans network everybody that clicked on the link you know you didn't call the phone line you clicked on the link to listen to this show you need to call the phone number as you will be disconnected quickly here all right let me give you the number please get a pen i'm gonna give you a few seconds for that bill what do y'all think of tasha magnesium I know y'all didn't get all that. Remember, you can rewind these shows over and over and over, okay? Just click on the little link that starts with HTTP that I sent your cell phones and your emails. Here's the phone number. Call it now. You will be disconnected. 914-205-5590. 914-205-5590. Okay, let's go back to the phone lines. We have Louise. Her line is open. Um uh, Donna, your line is open, and Darlene, your line is now open. So we're all 
connected, one happy family at this fireside chat, I call it. Don Jr., I'm just trying to show you love, brother. I'm going to open up your phone line one more time and see if you got it, got it straight now. Air code 817378. Are you there, Don? Okay, he's still got phone issues. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to play a clip. Uh, if y'all don't mind, Louise, you there? Yes, I'm here. And Donna, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Hold on a second. That happens all the time. Have nothing to do with me. It's just it's a it's a it's a glitch with blog talk, as y'all know that happens periodically. But anyway, uh, anybody have anything to say before I play this clip? Okay, because I think y'all are going to really enjoy this clip, and I want to get to it as soon as possible. I don't think we're going to be able to play all three. They're about 10 minutes each, but I think y'all are really going to enjoy it. But we don't have to play the clips at all. If you want to just continue talking, it's up to y'all. This is a little hotter than I thought it was going to be. Anybody have any questions or comments? If not, we'll go to the clip. Well, I wanted to say something a few minutes ago. Um, um, when we say our babies... They're babies when they're babies, but when they become men and young men and women, they are considered adults. And I find the problem that we have as black men and women, a lot of us have a tendency of wanting to continue to just have them as our babies. And it was the reason why I say the military, because in the military, there you can't be a baby there. Um, I was thinking about uh, Louise, and I know you would vouch with me, they teach you so much respect. Whereas, you know, we grew up, excuse me, uh, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. If they play, what is that? Is that the, uh, what is the song that they play? Wherever you are, you have to stop dead in your tracks. Yeah. It's wherever that flag yeah. is. And salute yeah. that. Yeah. I don't care where you at. If a, if a, a high commander in a military car passes you, you got the. I don't care if you die from severe abdominal pain. You get all over. You stop and salute. Yes. You have to stop and then me come to an attention. Yes. So your whole body has to come to an attention and salute. And, and on that, that it to me. Can you you can't even wrap your mind around the discipline. I mean, it is just over the top. It's awesome. I think about it now and I would love to have that kind of discipline in my life. Okay. Well Donna, let me say this. Let, let, let me say this. I don't think anybody's questioning the brilliance of them breaking down our young people not breaking down or molding our young people to be good citizens discipline, um, unselfish, uh, forming teamwork, um, helping them become more men, um, identity, maybe a little bit of establishing some identity. I don't think we question that. That's not what's on the table here. What we're trying to do tonight is, is twofold. We're trying to. We're honoring. And hopefully, we're honoring. Uh, I like to think that the show is honoring because I've said it so many times. We do honor family members that are here and have passed, that have given their life. But I wonder if I brought them from the dead. Those have died on the battlefield, and we put them on the show. We gave them a mic. They died, Donna. Let's give them a mic. Let's see what they say. 
wonder what they say. Memorial Day, how they feel. A lot of them would say, hey, they're right. I know someone would agree with you. If I had it all over again, I would die. I, I, I'm proud of my country. Someone would agree with you. But I don't want to. I don't want to play all the clips, y'all, because they're ten minutes each, and they need thirty minutes. And I want. I don't want the show to go that long tonight. So what I want to do, if y'all don't mind, if it's okay with y'all, if you want to keep talking, that's not a problem. Just say, hey, I got something else to say, and you can keep talking. I'm gonna let y'all talk to y'all finish. But at some point, I want to at least play one of the three clips. You got to hear these clips, and most of these people are older black people. A lot of them are saying some of the things you're saying. They sure is saying it. But they're saying other things as well. So uh, I'm going to let y'all tell me what to do. Uh, do y'all want to go to the clip or anybody got one last thing more to say, et cetera, et cetera? Talk to me. Don't uh, all jump at the same it. time. Huh? I'm fine. Uh, we're going to hear the clip. Okay, darling, you cool with the clip? Or you want to yes. have something to say, elaborate a little bit? The clip's fine. Okay. Well, all right, Donna. Well, it's two to one. So I don't know if Donna, if you did. How about you, Donna? You cool with it? Well, check this out, folks. And if y'all like it, we'll play the part two. But I really don't want to probably have time for just part one. Check this out. We'll be right back. D Day, June 6, 1944. 150,000 Allied soldiers landed on the shores of Normandy, France the largest air, land, and sea operation ever undertaken. The loss of life was catastrophic. In France, General George Patton's Third Army pushed hard toward Germany, but the price was steep. Nearly one-third of his 232 tanks were destroyed in the French hedgerows. Patton ordered a group of officers to find replacements. They look for tank battalions everywhere. So they go to Fort Hood, Texas, and there's a 761st. Well, why are we just leaving them here in Ireland doing nothing but training? Patton said, let me take them. In desperate need of tanks, Patton had the 761st sent to England to await deployment to the front. It would be the first time in history an African-American tank unit would see combat. Came in. They came at a time when it wasn't acceptable to be an African-American and fight and be a combat soldier. And they fought it through. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here today because they taught people what it is to be an American. You know, it doesn't matter what color your skin is. Their motto was, come out fighting. Over the course of 183 straight days on the front during World War II, the 761st helped liberate more than 30 towns under Nazi control. They battered enemy troops and lost many of their own. And I fought the best the Germans had. They had the best equipment, but we had the spirit and the know-how and the bravery. All the countries they fought and all the battles they fought, all the uh, accomplishments, their, their history is there. It can't be changed. The story of the 761st is one of patriotism and prejudice. Their journey began long before the first shots of the Second World War were fired. The men of the 761st came from all over the country. Some were drafted, others enlisted. 
Many came with an agenda. We want to show up the white army. That was really what we wanted to do. We're better than you are. See, deep down inside, with what you had went through, you wanted to prove something. But proving themselves would not be easy. In July 1943, Colonel Paul Bates was assigned to lead the battalion. He quickly earned the respect of his men. He showed faith in the outfit that he was behind the men and any white officer, he said, you will treat these men fairly. And if you don't, you'll hear from me. Colonel Bates was top shelf. He was the person you could talk to. He didn't look at him as a colonel. We cared about him. Bates died in 1995, but his wife proudly recalls his sense of fairness. He was very much aware of the fact that these men were not being treated like other soldiers. Uh, he struck me as a man who was out to right an unspeakable wrong. Colonel Bates realized his men needed to excel if they expected to be given the chance to fight. Day and often into the night, the men trained in tank warfare. The 761st was outfitted with Sherman and Stuart tanks. For months, they trained to sharpen their skills. They also learned about the weapons they would face on the battlefield, such as the 88-millimeter gun. The 88 millimeter was so feared by them, they considered that probably the most fearsome weapon in the German arsenal. They practiced simulated drills against tank destroyers. They were outmaneuvering these tank destroyers left and right. Now they would set up a position and we would attack them. They expect us to come from this way, we'd come from the other way. When we realized that we were something, you know, I mean, we were really into something, you know? Soon, the soldiers of the 761st have become masters of tank warfare. So we could operate and work on them blindfolded if we had to. The men of the 761st in general were much harder working because they realized the situation they were going to be placed in and that people were going to say that blacks will not be able to fight in tanks. We had a lot of pride in ourselves and our ability to use our equipment, use it well, use it right. As good as the white boys, are better than most of them. Colonel Bates knew his men were ready. He once said to me, I think that these are the finest soldiers the American Army can produce, and that they could all do the job that would needed to be done, and that the Army would eventually have to recognize them. But after two years of intense training, recognition was nowhere to be found. Dismayed they had not yet been deployed, the 761st continued its relentless training. Same thing, go to fire and shoot, shoot, shoot. You're doing all this training, let's use it. When do we go? Our guys really wanted to go. The other tank battalions, they go over to combat to fight after a certain amount of training. The 761st, they're still there training. But keep in mind that that's their whole car. That's what really made them an above-average tank battalion. They had twice as much time to train. Eventually, the tide of war would force change. 
just three days after the Allied landing at Normandy, General George Patton, the man who believed black soldiers lacked the intelligence to handle tanks, would order the 761st and its 676 African-American soldiers transferred to the European theater. The black tankers were immediately ordered to the front, 450 miles away in the Lorraine Valley outside Nancy, France. There they received a surprise visit from General George Patton. He steps onto the top of a vehicle and he addresses the 761st. He says, you're the first black tank battalion to fight in the United States Army. I have nothing in my army but the best. And if you wasn't good, you wouldn't be here. I want you to go up here and kill every one of those GD and people you see. He said, your people are looking for great things out of you. And I'm looking for expecting great things out of you. So damn it, don't you let them down. And damn you, don't you let me down. And he said, I don't give a damn what color you are. All I want you to do is kill them crowd bastards. Under new command, the 761st received their orders. Provide tank support to the 26th Infantry Division of Patton's 3rd Army, whose advance had been stopped around Nancy, France. The mission's objective? To take the towns of Vicksersee and Moyenvik and continue toward Germany. The men of the 761st prepared to enter the war. This was their baptism of fire. They were sitting around idling and training at Camp Hood, Texas for so long, they never thought they would see this day. We pull up to these guys. I noticed these guys were saying the prayers, making crosses, and signs of the cross, and using that rosary beads. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. I'd never been in combat before, but they had. Now, nobody wants to be killed, but we knew eventually we were either going to have to go into combat or we were going to be looked down on, and we preferred going into combat. At 4 a.m. on November 8th, the 761st was split into small platoons and ordered to take their objectives. Waiting on the other side of the battlefield was the Nazis' highly trained 11th Panzer Division. Outside Vicksersee, the 761st and 26th Infantry approached the town under a hailstorm of enemy fire. was covering our behind and we had to cover them or knock in a machine gun nest or any object that was firing on them in the front of us and when they more than stuff started coming in you see them falling and, and you saw the airburst coming you guy'd be walking out in front of you and the airburst boom he disappeared gone the 761st provided cover for an all-white infantry Folks, we're back, and uh, just going up the phone lines. Louisa, your line is open. Donna, your line is open, and darling, your line is open. Uh, just wanted to play that clip. It's, it's, a, it's a couple more that gets a little bit more into what they went through, but I just want to know y'all thoughts on what you just heard. What do you think? Of what you just heard, family? 
It was enlightening. Uh, just, I just so everybody won't jump at the same time. Let me go down the line. Uh, darling, why don't you go first? What do you think of what you just heard? Everybody has a point of view. Um, I guess I I have to listen to it again because I couldn't hear some of it. But um, like I say, every to each his own. Everybody has a a view. Yeah, and I don't think none of them were saying not to go or anything like that. They were just giving their experiences. None of them said not to go or it's bad to go. So, uh, but anyway, Donna, what did you think of what you just heard? Anything? Or was it? I know it was a lot of shooting. It's a video, really. We 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 only listen to the audio side. But what did you think? What you, as far as what you can hear? As far as what I can hear, I mean, it's a time and place for everything, and we've come a long way. Uh, I'm quite sure. At that given time, it was a lot different. The situations were different. Um, I can only speak for experiences now. You know, like I said, we've come a long way, and we still have a long way to go. Um, But I will say this, with what's going on right now, um, I would rather... For our young men and women to be trained in case it, 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 if anything happens, that we can stand united because right now we are not. I mean, we are quick at killing one another, but if something really was to break out, whether this man get it or if he don't get it, we got problems on our hands. And I, I, you know, I grew up in an era where I could see a little racism, but I ain't never seen nothing like this in my whole life. So, you know, we got kids, we got people, kids that's just being snatched right now. I don't know if that had something to do with this election and people trying to send them. But I'm just saying, I would prefer to know that, you know, if that's something you want to do, I don't think nobody should disinherit anyone. Especially if you don't know anything about it to give your opinion. Um, is it a bad? No, I think it's really a good, good, good thing. I still say that. And if they didn't cut off a certain age limit, I think I still would uh, volunteer my service. Right. Well, well, let's ask Miss. Uh, then we can come back to you, Don. But Miss the um, Louise, what do you have to say? Anything? Oh well, I, I enjoyed what I could hear. It was a bit enlightening for me because I wasn't aware uh, of uh, the effects that, or the part that Texas played in that. Because I believe it said Fort Hood, uh, yeah, didn't it? Yes, and uh, it sounded like there was um, apparently a white commander who had faith in in these black troops and. You know, gave them a chance to uh, not just be on the sidelines. You know, to do what they join. You know, to be what they want to be. You know, to be a part of what they joined for. You know, so I, I, I guess that was a good thing. That was an enlightening thing to hear that they had someone in their corner back then who didn't look at the color of their skin. And you know, look right. more at the content, what they could perform, and what they could do. So I, I wasn't aware of that. So I, that was some good information to know. 
Okay. Um, yeah, just excuse me for um for this is what I'm about to do, but I'm gonna wanna. I heard that Bubba Jack actually spent some time in the service, and I want, along with y'all's comments, y'all's comments are, that's why I have you on the show, because I want to hear what y'all have to say. And we got a little bit more time before we close this out, but I want to see if Mr., the one and only Bubba Jack, uh, actually, hold on one second, I don't know, uh, darling, did you tell me that Bubba Jack spent time in the military? I may have gotten that wrong, maybe thinking of the wrong person. Did, Did I get that right? Hold on a second. Did I we lose, darling? Oh, Lord, she dropped off. It's after 10. That is impossible for her to call back. Well, we lost, darling. I want to ask her, so I won't do that. But anyway, um, I do have one other clip, and uh, I would like to play that if y'all don't mind. And then I want y'all's comments out there. Darling, hopefully she'll call you, Donna. Or I don't know if you can, if you can ring uh, three-way her in. But, um uh, if you don't, you want to try that? Maybe I don't know, because darling, I know she wasn't done. It's up to you. But I'm going to play this clip, and while I'm doing it, if you want to call her in three, we're hearing in great. But I think y'all probably. I think we're squeezing one more clip, and then we'll wrap this show up after comments on that. Okay? But I'm enjoying this. Again, you listen to the Douglas County Family Friends Network. We're just honoring family uh, tonight that served some even died serving this country and we're just looking at both sides of the coin so to speak while we honor the family members heart courage to go and serve they could have did so many other things with their life they did we honor that that's what this show is all about we're also just looking at uh what the military is what it stands for what's going on and uh i want to say this there's a lot of good things that the military do and a lot of times people don't talk about it down and even mention it nor did uh, Louise. Of course, we can't mention everything, but it does a lot of good in a lot of countries. Okay, America is kind of a it's the weirdest. It's kind of weird, and y'all can help me out with this, Louise and Donna. Uh, <laughs> I think we I think we just go ahead and just talk out the rest of these, these few minutes. I won't think we'll play this clip, but uh, eh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm twisted here right now, but. America goes into other countries. There's a lot of times they do set people free. When they got bullies, bullying uh, dictators, they they have the the the, uh, the wherewithal to bring a type of peace. They have been known as peacemakers, peacekeepers. This is what I like about the military. Uh, 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 they are a defense, a wall. People know not to come over here and do anything to us. I respect that. I need that. We need that. We're thankful for that. We're thankful for all the things the military do that is godly, the protection, uh, going and, and trying to feed certain hungry people, and uh, just a lot of things that they do. So, I mean, we can stand, we can start naming things that the military do and and not be done by next week. And I'm serious. I, I'm, I really mean everything I'm saying. So, Seth, why are you so against it? Because I know that there's a flip side to the coin. It depends on, you know, I, I just can't sit back. And, and, of course, we just we have a difference of opinion here, and that's why I'm kind of glad it's more that disagree with me than, than me. That way y'all don't just hear my side. But uh, I just I just know that a lot of what I, what's going on with our pe- people is 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 I don't want I don't want our kids 
sacrifice in any way to danger. I don't want to, I don't want to use no Russian roulette. Well, I'll send you in and see if you're gonna come out okay. I don't want them to have no part of danger, you know, because I also have to answer to God. You know, these, these soldiers are going to die, and they're going to stand before God, and, and they're going to have to give an account of what they have done. And I know sometimes they do it under orders, and you have to, you know, but my, I have a higher order than what even my captain or lieutenant is telling me. You know, my first order is to obey the, 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 the scriptures, the, the, the most high. And then I have... These other orders, if the, if it don't, uh, you know, conflict with my belief system. And when you look at the Bible, I'm not saying you got to go in there and be Christians. I know there's cussing. I know there's people. I know, I know it's, it's a very hostile environment. I'm not a little sissy here. I know that you can go into the military. Lots of people have, and they maintain their belief system. And, and they was around all kind of people, and they still follow rules, and they still did what, you know, they were good soldiers. I still think you can live for the Father, live to be a Christian, even in the midst of a war. Yes, kill, 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 and be still a Christian. I believe that. I just believe that, you know, especially if the, the people that you are in war with is, is, is trying to bring harm to your nation. The Bible says it. I have no problem with that, so I'm not a little wuss here. But I'm just talking about things that our, our kids is involved with. I don't want to. I don't want them to be harmed down the street. I don't want to be harmed in my neighborhood. And I don't sure want them to be harmed in in in, the, in somewhere across the waters. And that's all your cousin here is talking about tonight. But I'm not the I'm not the standard. I'm just one voice, and I hope I'm presenting myself that way. You know, as host, sometimes it seems like, you know, we can got the mic. But I really want Louise. And Donna to have free reign. I don't know what happened, darling. Maybe we'll bring her in. Uh, so listen, what I want to do because we got about just a few minutes. If I want to try to wrap this show up around ten twenty-five, I tell you what, I'm going to try to. Let me see what I can do about getting Darlene. And uh, let's just just play. Uh, I have an e-courage. Y'all know what e Donna, You know what e-courage is, Louise. You know what e-courage is. I don't think I'm ill. I'm not sure if I've heard well, it. Well, we have a cousin, a cousin, I think, I don't know if y'all heard or not. She was on a few shows back. Maybe y'all missed that particular show. But she does something called Encourage, where she sent it out on Mondays. And it's just a bunch of ladies that, a ministry where she just try to uh, put the word of God out, and it goes to lots of people. Anybody that's signed up for this encourager, so you can go on Facebook and, t- and go in under Gwen. I think her last name is Brooks, and just ask her to message her that you want to be on the encourager, and you'll get this little message. But anyway, here's the encourager. Take a little okay. short break, and we'll be back after we play this encourager and, and a little short song. We'll be back, and maybe I'll have darling. If not, we'll just continue the show. Okay, everybody, okay with that? Okay. Sure. Courage, check out the wisdom behind this and then we'll play a little song we'll be right back and hopefully I have Darlene we'll see be right back hello am I on well hold on I, I didn't mean to do that let's play Gwen first and then that song morning good morning and happy Monday this is Gwen Burks with the Christian Women's Unity Alliance E-Courager how priceless is your unfailing love, O oh God? People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Psalms 36, 7. To seek refuge is to seek a place of safety and shelter. It is the acknowledgement that we are needy people who look outside of ourselves for care and protection. 
And while we may not suffer from political corruption or extreme turmoil, we all have been in seasons where we find ourselves in desperate need. We have all faced the pain of broken relationships, the anxiety of losing a job, or the fear that comes from long-term illness. Perhaps you find yourselves in such a season this very day. When you are in search of safety from the storm, there is no price you wouldn't pay to be protected and sheltered. Yet the miracle of the gospel is that God comes to us in our greatest need and rescues us freely without cost. It is for this reason that the psalmist rejoices in the unfailing and priceless love of God. Who can compare to him? Where else can we possibly receive rest for our weary souls? If you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders today, stop striving and cry out for help. Seek the safe haven of the Lord Jesus by acknowledging your need and take refuge in the shadow of his wings. May we never grow weary in turning to him in our time of need. This has been a Christian Women's Unity Alliance encourager. Be blessed and be encouraged.
some people that put some things on my mind. Hopefully, I'll put some things on their minds. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to go ahead and try to wrap this show up. Okay, Louise, your line is open. Donna, your line is now open. And uh, I was unable to get a hold of uh, uh, cousin Darlene. I talked to her, but uh, she's going to try to see if she can three-way in with Donna. I don't know if she did or not. But Donna, you there? Yeah, I'll try to get her in. I don't know what she's doing. I'm here. I'm here. She's here. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, folks, we're going to wrap up this show. Thank you, Darlene, for connecting with Donna. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Listen, I really enjoyed it. I just want y'all to have last words. If you can, make it about two or three minutes, and uh, we're going to close it up. So I'll go ahead and let uh, Donna, you go first, please, if you don't mind. Um, well, I just, you know, I, I, I'm just, I don't know what else to say. But, you know, we have to... Um, uh, teach. We have to teach our children, regardless whether it's uh, military or school or work or church or home. Uh, we have to give them something other than what we're giving them right now, because uh, with drugs and gangs in the street, those are our kids. And if we're letting it happen under our roof, then I hold us responsible for it, because there's something that we have. We have dropped the ball on. So these are our kids. Um, I hear people say that, you know, when you're a Christian, you know, that uh, the spirit of God flows through your house. And uh, anything that's not like Christ, it, it, it wouldn't be. But, you know, half of the kids are in our homes and half of their parents are Christian. Half of the people that are selling drugs and all drugs is in our homes. Guns, mm-hmm. uh, gun carriers, gang members, they're our kids. So, you know, we're going to have to do something different from what we're doing if we intend for them to be productive young men and women, period. Um, Amen. 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 can't hold nobody mm-hmm. responsible for it because we, we're dropping the ball. And you can't fault Tim if they're trying to go out there and find their way. Uh, Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss, uh, we'll go ahead, Louise, and let you have next comments, final comments on the show. What are you thinking? Anything? Okay. Well, amen, uh, Cousin Donna, uh, uh, to what you said as well. Uh, we do just have to keep our children covered and prayed up, and because it does still take a village, uh, but I've certainly been encouraged and I've enjoyed with the family, uh, talking with and being with the family tonight, and I pray that God's blessing will just rain on us all, and I pray that he will continue to watch over and bless and keep all of us and our children and our families and our households in the name of Jesus. And uh, we'll just continue to trust in God, believe in God, stay prayerful, keep prayers over each other always. And, I like uh, that. I like that. Over to the next meeting. Okay, man. I like that. It's hard to come behind that, darling. (laughs) Okay, I for one, um, I realize that we need to stay prayed up by young people and and some of our not-so-young people. 
it's fun. I've enjoyed the program tonight. And I know this family is truly blessed, but I still say that some people do need their little push, and they just need to um, get out and get their feet wet. And so sitting around doing nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. The Bible said a man don't work, man don't, don't work. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Donnie. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. I think we said the same thing, Donna and I. Don't work, Man, don't work, From what the Bible say, and we yeah. we handicap our loved ones. So and you know what? It ain't gonna kill them when you put. It's called what do you call tough love? Tough love. We want <laughs> some tough love because when they see that it's real, <laughs> they get what well, they'll get up off their seat to do nothing. They start trying to make something happen. Right. Well, listen, is, listen. Well, hold on, Donna. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Donna. Hold on. I mean, I'm just trying to wrap it up here. Uh, you know, I work at night, and so I'm actually leaving this show and going straight to work. So I got to wrap this up. All right. That's why we did last final comments. Final comments. But listen, folks. I just want to say I enjoyed it as well. I wish we can go a little bit longer, but I got to wrap the show up. And uh, y'all didn't know that, but I, I do sometimes go to work right after the show. So I'm back to work. I'm, uh, my body's healed itself. And uh, so after these shows, yes, your cousin actually worked third shift uh, right now. And so I'm, I'm rushing out of here. But listen, I enjoyed it. Informative. Y'all put some on my mind. Hopefully y'all you heard, heard some of the things that were said on the other side. This is what makes a conversation. So I want to thank y'all, and I always try to leave with a powerful song. And I'm going to put y'all three lines on hold again. Louise, thank you for everything, okay? Amen. You're welcome, you're cousin. God bless you all. All right, so. All right, so Louise line is on hold. Donna, thank you for everything. You and Darlene, I'm going to go ahead and put y'all's line on hold. Okay, we're going to go out with this song. you got to hear the words. you got to hear the words. And uh, hopefully you can mean these words. This is a powerful song, though, by Doug Williams. Check this out, family. I love every single one of y'all. I really do. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Check out this song. Can you really say these words? Good night, family. Father in heaven, as of this moment, I'm no longer my own. I'm surrendering my life to you. All of me to you, all of me I give to you, all of me to you, all of me I give to you. Everything I am, everything I have, God, I offer it up to you right now. Have your way.
Again. 